to the show. Welcome to my show. Thanks for joining. <laughs> this is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 180, which means only 20 to the big 200 or 200. I don't know. Many people say, oh, I, you, I can you believe it? Like, only that's 20 insane. more. That's insane. 20 more weeks will be in December. That sucks, but whatever. That, that's it's just wild to me that the show has been going for 200 for not yet, but it's, it will be going for 200 episodes. It's even more crazy to me that at one point you and Chris had the most shows under your belt, then it was. Chris that had the most shows under his belt because you were gone and then it was me. I now I have been on almost every single episode unofficially. Well, not unofficially, like I've been on 100 maybe 176, 177 episodes. Like that that's crazy to me. I don't think I missed that many. You did miss a lot though. You now have, obviously, you have more than Chris now, but... Yeah, I don't know if I miss that many. I mean, not that I really care anyways. Yeah, I so. mean, but it's just crazy, and I thank everybody for uh, for tuning in each week. I am your host, Brandon. You could follow me on Twitter, at BTTG161. Uh, you don't have to follow me, but uh, it, it boosts my ego and spirits when you do follow me. Uh, but... What can I do? What could you do? You could follow me. I'm also sitting here. You already heard him, Dave. You could follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M O. Dave, how are you doing this fine, fine Friday morning? I am doing. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I am <laughs> doing amazing. I'm ha- very happy that it's Friday, even though it feels like it's crazy because Fridays are usually. You're looking forward to them and everything, but I know I have a lot of studying to do, so it kind of feels like you're like it's never ending. See, I'm most looking forward to Mondays. Why? For Monday Night Raw. Of course, I should have known <laughs> that was coming. It's like Mondays are my like good days, and then Wednesdays when like I guess in the fall probably. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays because of that's when Modern Family's on, and that's a great show. If you don't watch it, watch it. Oh, Modern Family is amazing. I was actually talking about that show the other day because uh, we were talking about like uh, uh, child actors, like the Little Rascals and everything. Right. And I compared the Little Rascals back then. Like I'm talking like the old one, like, like from the, the 60s and whatever, the black and white. Yeah. I think that that like com- you could easily compare that to Lily on this show. And I think that the actress who is Lily is – a fantastic actress being as young as she is and doing such a 
superb job at um, on Modern Family. Yeah, she's got she got right like cues, comedy cues, and everything. I honestly, to any kid that does something like that, I think is just completely amazing. Just to be, just because as a kid you have so much going on, like in your life and out of like mental capacity and everything. And I feel like as an actress or an actor at that age, you just have to, you have to deal with so much more and you don't really know how to deal with it. Yeah. I saw, I saw uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson on Broadway. Jesse Tyler. That's Who Mitch. is that? Uncle Mitch. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. cool. He was actually in Donnie Darko. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was in Donnie Darko, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that was our show this week. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe it wasn't Donnie Darko. I don't know. Maybe like, it was, I don't uh, Donnie Darko or Untraceable. One of those two movies. Completely different with each other, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You can go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. You can go on markingout.com, leave a comment, and question you can listen to the past episodes subscribe on itunes subscribe on stitcher radio and yeah anything else or want to move on i don't know i just want to say that it's a forward slash i mean not that you're wrong in saying slash it's just sometimes people say backslash this and it's like oh yeah i I just go with the slash i hate when people say oh it's www.markingout.com backslash Marking out, blah blah blah, and it's like no. That's are you a doing like a Chris? Are you no, not Chris. Why, did Chris say that or no? I, it's not a Chris impression. Oh, I thought like, no. It's just everybody, like almost everyone you talk to says backslash, and it's like that's not a backslash. It's facing forward and read the manual. It, it depends on who you're asking. I mean, but what I mean, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. So comments and questions. First comment is from Andrew. Andrew wrote in, holy shit, I marked out so hard for Chris at the beginning. My biggest pop since the Shield debut. Since at the first minute, so I'll comment again later. But Chris, you'll unretire. It says, it says still at the first minute. Oh, still at the first minute, so I'll comment again later. But Chris, you'll unretire. Oh, and Chris, that was me who tweeted you. So very awesome. You want to come... Go down to his yeah, – uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Great po- – all right. So now we're going to conclude with Andrew. <clears throat> uh, great podcast once again, guys. Just wondering if I'm the only one who almost enjoys NXT more than Raw. Raw hasn't been bad despite being predictable. Hopefully Dean Ambrose gets a major push in the upcoming months. Do you think that Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy could be legitimate main roster tag team? Finally, I believe the uh, the mark ranking starts kind of like this. First, Brandon, the number one Brandon mark. Number uh, that's horseshit though. <laughs> like I'm the number can't. one mark and out mark. Because you listen to the episode like three times and you. But you I don't know, listen for myself. Although I laugh at my own jokes, but exactly, and you listen to it even before it's uploaded. But that's not. Because I'm and because Brandon you used to Mark. and because you used to beg Chris to. I didn't used to beg Chris. I don't know why he used to Chris. paint that picture. Uh, I never used to beg him. I used to say, "Yo, so when is the show going up?" Yeah, like no, like because an it'd be hour like before midnight. No, because it would be like twelve thirty, and the show wasn't posted. And yeah. you'd be like, "When I get to it," and I'm like, 
well, I want to – and then I started posting the episode. <laughs> uh, second is Montreal Broski, the number one mark. Uh, third, me, Andrew F., at, uh, the number two mark. And more after that. And I know it makes no sense the way it's ranked, but that's just what Railroad Rudy has up on his website. Can't wait for the next episode as the countdown to 200 hits 20. Follow up. Brandon and I, uh, Brandon, I actually like C.J. Parker's new theme and video. It and his video is perfect. He didn't put his stuff down there, but I think it's Drew Fem ninety seven, right? I believe so. I think so. So go follow him on Twitter at Drew Fem ninety seven. Um, all right. So first comment, yes. So Chris returned, but unfortunately, I know this is gonna be a bummer on you, but it was only a one time deal. So. We'll have a one-time deal. Well, it's a one-time deal. It's a, it's not a one-time kind of deal. deal. If it, it happens, purposes. it happens when it happens. Yeah. Um, it's like married, NXT married, overall. Married, NXT <laughs> overall, I could definitely understand. It's it's very cool to be seeing stuff that you're not used to. But there's uh, a lot of stuff sometimes on NXT where it's like blatantly that oh they're not ready for main roster. Yeah, but that's also why they're on NXT. Right, and it's like that's like the cra- I was watching it last night, and it's like the craziest thing is because if you go back, yeah, they had OVW TV, but how many people have the WWE Network compared to how many people were able to watch OVW television? Oh yeah, no, this is great exposure for uh, any wrestler that is coming up in the WWE because now uh, it's like a big, be- huge benefit to any wrestler because now. When you actually get uh, like the call to the main roster, people will also already be um, uh, knowing, uh, familiar with who you are. And yeah, it's like it's like they're I, in a way. I guess they're really lucky too. But yeah, these I mean, people, that, these people who are still training are worldwide famous, and it's like, oh wow, Sasha Banks is on Raw now. Yeah, it's something not like, like how that. They'll know as opposed like to we, as opposed to who's Eric Escobar. Yeah, it's not how it used to be where the only way, even if you were an uh, independent darling or something like that and you came over to the WWE, not many people know who you are or knew you. Yeah. Um, now you have that kind of exposure, which is perfect. Um, Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy, uh, we'll go back to that one. Other one. Uh, Amore and Cassidy, I definitely do believe that they could be legitimate main roster tag team. I think that um, right now you have, I'm calling them Gold Star. Uh, you have Gold Star as you're moving up into Why are you your him Gold Star, huh? Why Gold Star? Gold Dust and Stardust. Oh, um, I, I thought you were calling Enzo and no, Cassie. no, no. I believe that they have become that uh, babyface tag team that the tag team division uh, desperately needed, and I could definitely see Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy becoming a huge baby face tag team that uh, that division would benefit from as well. I just don't think SAWFT is getting over on TV. You know, I'm not going to put it I'm not going to put it uh, I'm not going to dispute that, but actually I am. I think that Enzo and Colin Cassidy with their mic skills alone, especially Enzo Amore, I think he's going to be able to captivate the entire universe with that. And I think that the uh, this waft is going to work. The, I, the what? The waft. You mean soft? Oh yeah, yeah. For some reason, I always put the W. Eh, dyslexia it happens to 
people with that are dyslexic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean Ambrose is getting his major push. I actually think right now he is getting a huge push uh, in being with a feud with the authority and everything. Yeah, he's really feuding with Rollins, but in being re- uh, um, having like a, a feud with the authority as well, I think it's consider- it's big time with his push. And I don't think that they're going to pull a trigger because right now they have Dean Ambrose all the way up there. He is one of the he is becoming one of the faces. So I feel like when they're ready to, same thing with Cesaro, they could pull the trigger on either one of those wrestlers, and they have a, uh, another top contender. I mean, not saying right now they can't contend, but when they're ready to, obviously they're pulling the trigger on Reigns. They'll do like each wrestler one at a time until the other one dies down. Um, yeah, it's they'll, just hopefully they'll eventually. They Hopefully they don't die do uh, die down before that time comes. I think they'll all branch out, and I said this uh, like maybe two weeks ago that they'll all branch out and become main event superstars. Yeah. So I, I I just think that this is going to be over uh, a good amount period of time. I mean, it's not going to all happen at once. I mean, they're going to run with Roman Reigns as the one of the potential main eventers right now, and then once he slows down, they could pull the trigger on Cesaro or Dean Ambrose and just inject them right into any of those areas. Right. Um, yeah. You so, want to take? No, you take the next one. I have to drink a thing of water. All right. The next comment is from Jasmine. Hey, guys. Thanks for another kick-ass episode of the podcast. Wow. Not another awesome podcast as always. I'm so used to her writing that in as opposed to kick-ass episode. I like the change of the verb or adjective. Verb. <laughs> Adjective. Fuck, I had to look this up. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's an adjective. Yeah, adjective, because it describes a noun. Um, it was really nice to hear Chris come back to do some of the podcasts with you guys, so thank you, Chris. I liked what you guys were saying about Eva Marie and how she uses things like blowing kisses to get uh, to get to the audience, and I agree. I started to wonder about how using her as a valet would work out, and I wanted to ask you, would you uh, who would you want to see her manage. Thanks again for what you do and keep up the excellent work at Reverse and Massage. Um, it's funny, the only person that I could actually think that could benefit from having, uh, well not benefit, but that I could see her being a manager of isn't even something that could happen because the person I would see is Tyson Kidd and oh, or... Alright, I thought you were about to, you were so close to saying what I was thinking. I was going to say and or Justin Gabriel because I don't know like which two, like I don't know if they're a tag team or whatever. Like we have, we didn't still have to see, but uh, I guess that wouldn't happen because then it'll be a total diva storyline as well with Natty and. Which I mean, I'm sure they would end up doing. Yeah. Uh, but as for the valet, I think I mentioned that a long time ago. I think that she, if she can't get with wrestling or to the degree where she could be uh, in the ring as often as they'd like her to. I think being a valet would be amazing. The it's like uh, being a valet is a lost art. Same thing with being a manager. You have a lack of managers and valets in the WWE. And I mean valet as in like strictly valet, not valet slash pro wrestler. I want to see more valet, like Miss Elizabeth. You don't and I mean I was gonna say sensational Sherry, but she did wrestle, but like kind of like Elizabeth, where they would strictly walk them down to the ring and be their arm candy. Um I think maybe put Eva Marie with Tyler Breeze when he comes up and then 
have Tyler Breeze just... Nah, that would take the focus off of Breeze. No, Breeze is ha- all about himself. Exactly. As I was going to say before you said that. Um, he would be so into himself, but she would be so uh, infatuated with being with him. Uh, being uh, as, as he would like to say, gorgeous as he is. I think that it would definitely be a good match with putting her with Tyler Breeze. And then you could branch her off from there. You could have uh, like a good guy... Uh, face stand up to Tyler Breeze being like you can't treat Eva Marie like this uh, she deserves better than you and then kind of it would become kind of like a macho man Hulk Hogan I honestly of. don't think that would ever work I think it I mean it wouldn't be a big I mean just a side storyline to just in general I don't think it would work just because just just like the I don't know Tyler Breeze's gimmick to me doesn't fit that but that's why but I think that he, it would be kind of like uh, is Shawn Michaels with uh, with Sherry? He was always into himself. It's the exact same thing. He was always looking. He would have, yeah. her, he, would have he would have her hold up the mirror to him, and yeah. he would be posing in the mirror and checking himself out as she was kind of just like. But I guess we've seen too much of Eva Marie that for me to actually go ahead and believe that she's head over heels. I, I guess Total Divas ruined that for me. Cause I could easily see that. Just for the fact that like we know she's married, she loves whatever his name is, Jonathan. Yeah, but we also, like... That, to I, me, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. It's just I'm, a storyline that... Exactly, it's a storyline. We know that this is sports entertainment. It's no, entertainment. no, but I'm saying it's a storyline that I can't get behind that like it's just too many outside factors factor into it. Well, I, I could me, definitely get behind this. Um... You want to take the next? Take the next. <laughs> Up next, we have a comment from Big E Langston. Five, 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 five. Sup, Marks? It's time for five degrees of E. One. Cesaro tried to use a chair on me, but my friend Kofi Kingston stopped him. Two. Jack Swagger stealing my flag gimmick. Three. Maureen's Kitchen ran out of kielbasa for my omelet. And four, Brandon for no showing me for our tango party. And five, Chris, cool to hear you go. Letter marks. Well, uh, I never, I never no showed a tango party because I don't tango. That's really messed up that you would do that to him. Brandon don't tango. Yeah, but even still, to stand someone up like that... I was as, never invited. That's not what I hear. I waltz at a tango. Hear. So you do swing dance, then? I don't swing dance. So I, you salsa? No, I, I waltz. Well, there you go. I think that Biggie and Brandon have to go waltzing at some I, point. I, I funky monkey? All right, well, <laughs> you're just giving Biggie some ideas for yeah, right. future dates. I mean, not dates, hanging out. That's hanging not out. even funny. Um... Last comment is from Mary Hat a Lil Lamb. Hey, what's your favorite person in wrestling that you've ever met? Thanks. P.S. I'm horny. <laughs> All right. So, favorite person in wrestling that you've ever met? That, that you're going to be able to skip right over that last part. What? That they're horny? I hope that was a Billy Madison reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that. The night, the my favorite person that I met in wrestling, it's, it's outside of like the people that we've like become built friendships with. I would go with probably like 
Mick Foley, uh, Matt Harley was amazing. Um, How amazing was he, Dave? He was great. He was a very stand-up, nice guy. I was joking. Yes. Oh, honestly, um, yeah, he's it's. For, I'm sorry, you aren't finished. So you should. Finish. No, I mean, Foley is definitely up there because he's so approachable. Yeah. Because um, Greg, I feel like Gregory Helms was it was great. I feel uh, like my my list has to be like Mick Foley, Matt Hardy, and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, Jerry Lynn too. Um, I yeah, know. I mean, there there was so many people that we have met. Some dicks, some not. Um, I don't know. Oh, and I mean, Jim Duggan was awesome too. I like, I yeah. only met him briefly. But like, I don't even know any like women wrestlers that were like. Oh, I guess Karma. She was awesome. Oh yeah, awesome Kong. Sorry, Amazing I got Kong. excited. For that yeah, no, Karma is definitely up there. She's, she's one of the. With, she's definitely one of the coolest people we've met. Oh, Karma is definitely up there with Mick Foley in my list. She was just unbel- she's such a sweetheart and so considerate. Um, but yeah, not to break kayfabe or anything. Too bad, too, bad. <laughs> too bad the question doesn't say who's the biggest dick you've ever fucking met. Yeah, we're, we could start a list on that one. We've come across a few of those. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would put CM Punk on my list though. For I've never met him, so I can't. Come- <laughs> But Batista, Batista I, be here. I laugh because all I heard, like, you, you stopped before saying it. You well, that's good. Because I thought you were going to say, well, I said, I don't know if CM Punk would be on my list. And then you said, I thought you were going to say for the biggest dick. I well, then I, I was going to go into asking you how big Batista's dick. I so I don't get why people ask that on those video shoots. I, I don't know. I don't get it either. Um, I oh, feel Lance Storm was cool as shit, too. I didn't really get to talk to him all that much. I mean, I, neither did I. I mean, but from what what we did get to I mean, to Jerry him. Lynn, we actually spoke to. I mean, we, we interviewed were, him. He was on the show. Yeah, we interviewed him. And then we were chilling when he was talking to Chris about, like, heavy metal and stuff. Yeah. And we were um, we were speaking about Brett Michaels and Poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. Um, I don't know. Who else was really cool that we've come across? Um, Anawahi, Samu, Virgil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually had to think. I was just like, really? <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it, it's a toss up. You have to try to differ, differentiate who's being fake to you and who's not. And yeah. sometimes it's very easy to tell who's being a, who's being fake and who's not. Um, but easily, Karma and Mick Foley are my one and two. Yeah, but it's yeah, definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I whatever. That's, um, yeah. yeah, we it's also good. have a few because uh, we want to try to get get a few more questions and comments for the podcast um, to give you guys more opportunities to get your questions in there. So on Facebook, we had um, a few questions as well. Uh, the um, uh, Karam actually has. Three questions, which I'm going to lead into some of them into the Outside the Ring news at some point. So do you want to mention that now or Outside the Ring news Uh, with these questions? Just deal with it now. Yeah, let's do the question now. Okay. Um, Let's see. All right. So this uh, question is from Karam the Human. Uh, That's K-A-R-A-M. So go follow him. He would like us to comment on... 
YWWE, uh, actually, I'll start with this one. Thoughts on CM Punk? So right now, CM Punk, just to give some backstory as to what I'm pretty positive his uh, question is referring to, CM Punk got moved to the alumni section on the WWE.com around the same day where they announced that they were doing that special. Um, any thoughts on that, Brandon? Not really. I mean, I, that's what everyone's like, oh, CM Punk's going to show up on Monday Night Raw. Really? That's why they were like... Yeah, but that's, I guess I mean, cause maybe his, his contract expired July 15th, didn't it? Uh, yeah, his contract expired. But I also think that they were re-signing him to extend his contract so this way he can't go elsewhere. I mean, I mean time, time they, will tell. We don't know. I mean, they may, they may have already signed a new contract with CM Punk, but they're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, maybe, maybe CM Punk is kayfabing his entire friend zone. Like, and just telling them that he hasn't resigned, or maybe his friends are just really good at keeping a secret. I mean, what friend's gonna go ahead and say, oh, yeah? I mean, if um, if you go, if he went and told Cole Cabana or even AJ or anybody that he's good friends with, AJ AJ got it tattooed on her ankle. What the CM Punk resigned, yeah, right? (laughs) Like, I would think that they would all keep. Tight mouth, uh, tight mouth about it. So, I, I think it's still a question mark and everything. I, I, I'm still mark out for whenever he returns. I mean, he's still a really fantastic wrestler. Um, so, looking forward to whenever that is, if it does happen. Uh, and then we also have the, he had another question, and why Paul Heyman wasn't in uh, uh, Cesaro's corner this past Raw. Um, Apparently, they moved, they moved Paul Heyman away from Cesaro, so this way they could put him alongside uh, Brock Lesnar. I thought it was stupid, first of all, just for, for the fact that the commentators were like, oh, we heard Paul Heyman quit, and then like, I heard Paul Heyman got fired, and it's like... That's the thing. That's, that's where so they stupid. That's where they failed a little bit. They, they needed to cut a backstage... But then he, did, then he shows up on Raw to say, like, oh, I could be Plan B or Plan C or some shit. Yeah. So it's like But they needed to have Paul Heyman and Cesaro do like a I think a mutual split up, like uh hey, I I appreciate your assistance and everything. I'm gonna move into this direction. Kind of but I don't think that we've seen the last of Paul Heyman being alongside Cesaro. I think it's to obviously I think it's not obviously. I think it's to lead to the Brock Lesnar thing and then yeah. it's gonna be oh and then I could maybe if Cesaro wins the championship, it's like, oh, look at I did this without you, Paul. And then Matt, then that could lead to Paul uh, uh, Cesaro versus Brock for the I WWE World Heavyweight Championship when Cesaro is Intercontinental Champion. That's what I was I, talking I about. I would I would love that to see Cesaro versus Lesnar. I, I, I actually think did, that would be a really good match. Did you see that commercial for SummerSlam? Uh, no, I believe not. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real commercial or not. It looked like a real one, but it's basically it's, it's just Brock Lesnar versus Cena for the main event. Yeah, but we've known that for a little bit now. Yeah, it's okay. it, I really I hate the fact that Brock's going to come back and become champion, but it's I like know, it, in 2002, all we wanted was Brock to be champion, not The Rock, and like we kind of that's what I say. Like Long Island kind of turned Brock face, and. Uh, he won the championship. Everything was awesome at SummerSlam. But fast forward 12 years later, it's like I don't want to see 
Brock just waltz his way into the WWE and take it. I'm okay with it. I don't I don't have a problem with it. I think that he's still champion caliber no matter when he comes back. I mean, I still want to if he does come back though, I don't want to see him as a the Rock schedule or the Brock schedule. I want to see him do the actual Batista schedule where you're doing house shows, you're on Raw SmackDown superstars like you're doing you're doing the full-time schedule. That's why did, that's why did I you put, say did you say as in they're on superstars? Yeah. Nobody's um, going on superstars. I think Batista did have a match on there. You know it's funny that at uh SummerSlam, I don't know if you remember this or not when we were getting into the elevator. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me just be, let me just finish this. Um but also I think that I want to see Lesnar do NXT. I mean Batista, yeah, it was after he quit. But he still appeared, made an appearance at WWE NXT. Um, I want to see Lesnar actually put in the effort and the time that Batista did. That's why I'm like, I don't think enough fans give, gave Batista the credit that he deserved. Yeah, we were tired of his matches be- besides him versus Ziggler, which was amazing, and his matches versus uh, The Shield, which was very entertaining. I give him a ton of credit from going from having such a a lack uh, a laxive schedule to uh, having an intense schedule of being on the on tour with them to yeah, do the house shows. That's very much so true. Um, I'm sorry, but what, what well, were you I was going to say, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when we were getting onto the elevator after SummerSlam 2002 and uh, that there was a father in the elevator with us saying, like, what kind of wrestling pay-per-view has a match with two guys named Brock in the main event or something like that? And the kid was like, it's Rock, it's Rock and Brock, it's two different names. I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he has a follow-up to all this. Um, and one last thing, why WWE pulled that crap move by writing Ambrose off the main event? He's their hottest thing going on. Um, I think that it was kind of smart to pull, to, um, pull that move because look, look at your comment alone. It just got Ambrose a ton of a it was ton weird, more support. Though. It was weird that they did that. I thought the only reason why they did that was to have Rollins cash in at the end and uh, have Ambrose stop it. But that it just ended. I, I think that it's genius because look at the fan support that they just got Dean Ambrose. I mean, yeah, it's kind of working on the outside the storyline move where they're working on the – reality of it i guess like fans are questioning why did they write ambrose off like that how could they do that he's the best thing kind of like with daniel bryan when they didn't give him the championship when everybody said pull the trigger pull the trigger pull the trigger i think that they did very smart by pulling him off the main event because now you're getting a ton of fans to support dean ambrose um in in that in that manner um yeah and plus it got mega it got good amount of heat with the authority so but thank you very much for everyone to leave for leaving their comments and questions it is always 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 appreciative um yeah moving on with the podcast yeah where do you want to start tna yes let's go into impact wrestling it was i would love to have said that it was live from the manhattan center however (laughs) it was taped what a month ago Not even. Basically, though. I mean, I don't know. 18 days ago? Yeah, maybe not even. Um, yeah, but I thought that Impact as a whole really delivered. 
Um, I thought they did a great job. We kicked off with Kurt Angle and Taz introducing pretty much the crowd and the six-sided ring, which I thought was very fitting. Kurt Angle being there because he is uh, he is the face of TNA when he is around there. I mean, he is a veteran of pro wrestling. I think he's a great person to introduce the introduce you to the product. And then Taz, I thought was excellent because it's an ECW friendly crowd and. Who else are you going to have doing the opening uh, other than Taz? He even did the beat me if you can, survive if I let you. You could have had a former ECW champion do it, that being Lashley. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Just kidding. Um, yeah, so, and then you also had EC3 and Rhino teaming up. Rhino has aligned himself with Dixie Carter and her, uh, her nephew and Rockstar Spud because Rhino is all about the money. And we, I like this too because it's nothing that we haven't seen from Rhino in the past. Yeah, we've seen him in ECW. We saw him align himself with the network. Yeah, um, and we've, I'm pretty positive we've seen the same thing in WWE with him. He's kind of like that. Well, Rhino aligned himself with Edge and Christian. Yeah, he's kind of like that. That um, the backbone of the group, I guess. I don't know what. What do you Maybe call the, it in like muscle, in a mob? Yeah, the muscle. That's yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. He's the muscle that goes where is best fit for him where it comes to money and popularity and everything. I thought it was great. Nah, I wouldn't say popularity though. Well, po- yeah. Uh, we'll go with money then. Um, but I, you wouldn't, had these- I wouldn't even say money. It's just he marches to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's definitely money. Um, EC3 and Rhino teamed up to defeat. Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray. Um, it was a hard-hitting match. Uh, the finish came when Rockstar Spud distracted Tommy Dreamer and EC3 picked up a quick pinfall. I thought it was great. It got Spud over. It got EC3 over. Rhino and Bully Ray brawled, of course. I thought it was a good match. Um, yeah, we also had the TNA X Division title uh, gauntlet match. Uh, Austin Aries defeated Krazy Steve, Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, Manic, Sonata, DJ Z, and Tigre Uno. Yeah, the, the finale came down to Aries and Sonata. And uh, Aries nailed a nasty, nasty dropkick to Sonata right in the face and then hit his uh, padded in brain buster for the victory to retain his uh, X Division championship. You also had Jeff Hardy making his return. Um, after Which, Kurt, did, did after you say Kurt pleading with him. Did you say they said it was Willow or no? No, it wasn't. Oh. It was Jeff Hardy. Uh, that's what Kurt Angle wanted Jeff Hardy back, not Willow. Oh. Um, so Jeff Hardy made his uh, comeback and lost to Bobby Lashley. But what role was Kurt playing? Uh, the voice of reasoning. Meaning Kind what? of the voice of reasoning that TNA needs Jeff Hardy right now to stand up to Bobby Lashley. As opposed to Willow. They need someone like Jeff Hardy that has the composure and everything. Not Willow that's uh, uh, sporadic and you don't really get a read on them, I guess. Yeah. But Jeff Hardy had this one spot where he went, set up Lashley for the swanton onto the steel steps. Lashley moved out of the way and uh, Hardy nailed the steel steps and kind of like bounced off of it. It looked nasty. It, looked, it hurt me watching him do that. Now, you being a wrestling fan since, what, 1986? Or I wish 80, I could, maybe I 84? Wish I, I wish I could see it. I watched it for that, that long. But, yeah, continue. 
Yeah, well, being a wrestling fan for 30 years or whatever, you already seen... Uh, you saw Monday Night Raw when it was live in the Manhattan Center. Uh-huh. So what, how different did it look in, in compared from back then to TNA now? Back then, uh, the crowd was just as, um, just as loud, actually. I mean, maybe it's just because it is a small environment. You get you could hear the crowd a lot louder, even if it's a lot smaller crowd chanting. It still sounds like a lot of people. So that sounded the same. It was the lighting was very different, of course. I mean, they had a lot lighter while Raw was. I think they probably had all the lights on. Um, it was just not really. It's not the same to me because I don't know. I can't really compare the two in a matter of wrestling wise and all that. Um, but I'm not wrestling wise though. Like the environment though, environment I'd say is pretty much on par. I mean, it's weird. Like I never, like ECW is here too. And I never, I didn't see any of that either. I I definitely saw that. I mean, especially when you had the crowd chanting ECW or actually you, hmm. you, I I definitely saw that. I mean, you had a loud, intense crowd. You had a chat. Uh, they were doing the yes chant. They were doing everything. Um, it was your typical New York City crowd. I think that New York City crowd has evolved. I actually um, don't think that ECW was there. I think ECW um, was strictly just Hammerstein, which is the same building. I don't. It's just a different ballroom, I guess. But re, but regardless, that's one. You're gonna have this. Uh, you're still gonna attract the same crowd. Yeah. Um, Certainly different from uh, back back in the day when they had the. Like musical artists and stuff that were, it's like Harry I, Belafonte and people like yeah. that. I I don't know. I think that the as wrestling evolved, so did the crowd. Uh, the crowd now is a lot more aggressive, a lot more uh, making their presence known and felt. But back then, the crowd was very loud as well, um, from cheering to who they hated, uh, to who they liked, to booing who they hated. So, uh, um, no matter what, I do enjoy that. It makes me it makes me wonder if Jeff Hardy is the only person to wrestle for more than one company uh in that in that venue. Because I right he had to have wrestled the Manhattan Center in for Monday Night Raw, right? Like when he was against Razor and stuff. I'm trying to think right now. I I ha- that had to have been the Manhattan Center. It had to be. There's no like well, no, I don't. I actually don't know if he ever had a match there. What would it have been? The Mid Hudson Civic Center or something else? Yeah, elsewhere. Like I don't recall him ever having a match in that fashion. Um, like even even as a jobber match, I think that was a little bit before he broke in. I mean, this was when they were in the Manhattan Center. It was during the time where One Two Three Kid Lightning Kid was breaking in, and Kid got a few years on the Hardy Boys. They didn't ever go back? I I really honestly don't think so because this is during the time where Dwayne Gill was uh, jobbing. And Mick and not Mick Foley. Dwayne Gill was jobbing and then you had a few other jobbers. One, two, three kid was doing it. Barry Horowitz, um, uh, Powers, Jim Powers, I think, and a few others. You didn't really have... Uh, the Hardy Boys yet. I think they may have came in a little, like, 
a little bit after that. Well, if somebody has that information and they're willing to let us know. I'm actually going to write that down because I want to look that up. Um, yeah. Uh, then they closed out with a big segment where Dixie Carter, Rockstar Spud, Rhino, and EC3 were in the ring. As they were trying, as the crowd was get trying to get behind uh, putting Dixie Carter through a table, she cut her typical heel promo. Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer come out with the table, saying Dixie, uh, Dixie across it, bring it in the ring. They start brawling with everybody, cleaning house. So this way, it's just Dixie Carter in the ring with them. Then they make the save. EC3 gets in the ring. Um, no, EC3 tries to escape. Devon comes out, makes his big return. Uh, I think his for his return since being inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. Well, no, I don't. He's not inducted yet. Yeah. No, didn't they? Isn't that coming up? I think that they <sighs> inducted him in October. That's what they said on the on television that they I thought got it was announced. In October. Oh, I thought it was announced then, and then they do it at the next pay per view or whatever. No, I, I think that they did it a while ago. Him and Bully Ray. Oh. Um. But Bully Ray came out through EC3 back into the ring, and EC3 being the first Carter to be put through a table with a 3D. Uh, he got over huge with the crowd. Crowd, crowd completely ate it up. I mean, this is a ECW friendly crowd, so I think that it's it comes to no surprise that they would completely mark out and flip out over a 3D putting through uh, the 3D going through a table. So yeah, I thought that, it, I thought that it delivered. It looks like I was wrong. With what the, the only places that I see that he wrestled was Erie, Pennsylvania, Bushkill, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I think he it's always been in front of uh, an arena type crowd, never as small as. Uh, I really, I honestly thought I really thought it, he would have been the only guy to wrestle both places like that. There, there has to be someone for I'm two major gonna, companies like that. Yeah, uh, there has to be someone. I'm gonna look it up because there's no way in hell that there. It's has like the, the other closest would be like I, I don't even know. I, I I'm, I don't I'm know. gonna look it up because it is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So that was TNA. Looking next week, I'm guessing that it's gonna be in the Manhattan Center again. Oh, what makes you guess that one? Right? Now they're going to start playing all the episodes, right? They don't have yeah. anything to mean. I'll yeah. be good. I don't know. It's TNA. They could completely screw up everything by doing something. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so looking forward to it. NYWC, Trust No One, is coming up July 24th. That is this coming Thursday, 7 p.m. belt time. Uh, NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Definitely go check it out. Tickets are only for general admission $20. First row is sold out completely. General admission $20. That is it. As of right now, the card is listed as your champion, NYWC champion, Mikey Whipwreck, the fresh off his victory, taking on No Fear Mike Mondo. Um, this should be uh, an intense match, as we've seen. I can yeah. easily I can see Whipwreck picking up the victory um, and overcoming all the obstacles that Mondo and his uh, I guess his wrestling supporters will bring forth. Yeah, I could see that as well. Uh, we also have the yeah. tag team championships on the line. Uh, the new number one contenders, Milk Chocolate, taking on the current tag team champions, Juicy Product. 
Um, um, I'm not going to say that I'm pulling for milk chocolate. You, you know, you really should because Star and Dunn have been unbelievable as a tag team. They have been completely sweeping the entire independent, uh, East Coast independent promotions of their tag team championships. At the current time, they're the full impact pro uh, tag team champions. They're the CZW tag team champions. They're the WX, the new WXW tag team champions, uh, WSW, uh, WSU, I apologize, the WSU tag team champions. And now, and they're also the NYWC tag team champions. This yeah. is, and w, WSU is a women's, uh, primarily a women's promotion, and they just won the tag team championships. I mean, it's going to be a tough, tough battle for Milk Chocolate. Um, and Juicy Product just seems to be on their game. Yeah. Uh, and I guess speaking of, I don't know. Being on their game, you're going to have Chrissy Rivera in action defending her Starlet title um, at the event in a triple threat match, taking on Rick Cataldo and Marty Bell. I tried um, to get a better segue. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, nah, that's not going to go. <laughs> yeah. No, but this t- triple threat match is definitely going to be entertaining, very good. It's tough to see Chrissy Rivera walking out of there with her championship. I, I mean, I hate to be. Uh, going against her but Cataldo and Bell are not or no slouches yeah I mean they've both held the Starlet Championship in the past and they they're both great contenders um so could, it's gonna be I could very much so see Rick Cataldo walk out as champion and if if she doesn't walk out as champion you bet that someone's gonna get beat down after that match um I mean, you're I mean, also I gonna I wouldn't really bet on that that you, well, you're also going to see uh, newly announced in tag team action. You're going to see the Greek god Papadon taking on the premier athlete Anthony Nice. Oh, oh my bad. The Greek god Papadon teaming up. See, I'm so used to them t- uh, going against each other. It's going to be Papadon and Tony Nice taking on Bal- Battlestar Gulak Galactica uh, through Gulak and Joe Gacy of CZW. Um, that's going to be a really awesome match. I, I see that being hard-hitting and uh, big-time technical. Uh, that's going to be an awesome match to see for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we also have a last-man standing match between the Devil's Outlaw Stockade and j These guys have been having matches month after month. And maybe finally now this match will have some sort of conclusion to their uh, feud. I'm I'm really hoping that Stockade could finally uh, get the one up on J-Ro. I mean, J-Ro's been pretty cheap with his victories. Yeah. Uh, from hitting low blows or some sort of a distraction. Um, I, I, I really hope that Stockade could finally pick up that victory and put J-Ro down. For once. Yeah. And again, this is taking place Thursday at the NYWC Sportatorium, July 24th, uh, Deer Park, New York, 7 p.m. bell time. Get there, nywcwrestling.com. For sure. And uh, just going on with independent wrestling, on July 27th, uh, Sunday, 
in Providence, Rhode Island, you're going to be seeing, be, well, you're not going to be seeing, but you should be seeing Beyond Wrestling, American Rana, four, uh, 14. Um, the big one, the main event, you're going to be seeing Mike El Michael Elgin taking on Chris Dickinson. Should be an awesome match, Elgin being the current Ring of Honor champion. Uh, should be really good. You'll also have, as we mentioned with NYWC champions, Juicy Prada going to be taking on the Young Bucks uh, in a non-title match. The Young Bucks ever is world-renowned. Juicy Product, soon to be world-renowned. Um, it should be awesome. And you could also see a match that I think is going to be amazing. Um, Brian Myers taking on Adrenaline and Ryan Rush uh, in a, what's being billed as a teacher versus student match. Um, my, this should be a really, really good match. They've been training with each other for a long time. I wouldn't, uh, have, wouldn't have never guessed that. With what? I, that Ryan Rush was trained by Brian. Yeah, so, I mean, that's But should, it makes tons of sense, but... It, it, it does. I mean, you'll also be seeing Trent and Chuck Taylor, best friends, team, teaming up to take on Team Tremendous of Dan Barry and Bill Carr uh, in the first time ever. Don't miss this event. It should be really awesome. Uh, from I've never attended a Beyond Wrestling event, unfortunately, yet. But from what I see and from what I hear, the crowds are unbelievable. I wouldn't Go be able to do it. Excuse me? I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd be screwed. Oh, because it's standing? Yeah. I, I don't... Well, you could probably bring your chair. I mean, everyone I, knows bring a yeah, chair. Yeah, then everybody's... Event. But everybody's standing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but go visit lookmynofans.com, and that's on July 27th. Um, should be an awesome event. Very cool. Uh, you also have taking place on July 20th, Sunday. So that is in two three days. days. Yeah, three, two days, depending on when you're listening to this right now. It's, it's going to be taking place on Sunday. It's not three days. Depending on when you're listening to it. Today's Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought something. it was Thursday. Yeah, well, escape that one. Yeah, well, depending on when you're listening, on Sunday... Uh, WXWC4 Sports, uh, Sports Fest 2014 in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania at Cedar Beach should be an amazing event. Their main event is going to be right now. Well, not right now. Well, let, let's lead up to this main event. You're going to be seeing the extra guys in action taking on the uh, in a non-title uh, non match against Ortiz and Kahlo. Extra guys... Cut one of the best one of the best promos I see currently. Uh, I love how they feed off of each other in these promos leading up to the events. Um, do you see the same thing, Brandon? I mean, I see that they're great at cutting promos. Like I, I love how they feed off each other. So much energy. Um, yeah, extra guys are going to be in action. You'll see the current Diamond Division champion uh, Casey Carlisle taking on the former champion Naya. Uh, that should be pretty brutal. We saw them firsthand. We saw Anaya lose that championship to Casey Carlisle. Um, and that, and it was brutal. Casey Carlisle beat the crap out of her following that match. So maybe Naya could get that revenge. Um, in the main event, we're going to see Bo Nakoda um, cash in his, his contract that he won for a championship bout against the current champion, Lance Anawaii. Um, this match, we've seen Bo, uh, unfortunately, don't know much of Bo Nakota, but we have seen him live, and I did look up a few matches of his after I saw him live, and 
We I, were we were both impressed by him. Yeah, he, I mean, it's unfortunate he's not on Twitter, so we can't promote him all that much. But Bo Nakoda is unbel is an unbelievable talent. Yeah, so definitely check him out. I mean, if we're impressed by him, I mean, we're not. Well, I'm not gonna toot my own we're, horn. Here. We're not easily impressed, <laughs> right? Um, and that's why I think that Nakoda versus Lance on Hawaii will be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so make sure you go checking that out. Go support WXWC4. You can visit them at WXWC4.com. And you can go like their Facebook page, Facebook, Facebook.com slash World Extreme Wrestling C4. Also appearing is going to be Samu, one half of the head shrinkers. So go check it out for sure. Um, do you want to move on to that list real fast? Yeah, did you want to do the list first or NXT? Let's do the list first. All right, let's do the list. All well, right, yeah, do yeah, it up. No, you go ahead. Go. No, 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 no. Well, I don't have the list in front of me. I was just. All right, so I then watched. I'll, I'll, well, I because I didn't know we were not. Are we going to go through every match? Do you want to or no? I was going to say no. I was okay. just my gripe with it. WWE.com put out a list of the top matches of WWE so far in 2014, and. To me, in in my regards, the one of the best matches of 2014 happened with Sandow and Cena when Sandow went to cash in, and that's not even on the list. Yeah, and a match that is on the list is matches like uh, Orton, Brian, Cena, Cesaro, Sheamus, Christian at Elimination Chamber. That, that was a really good match. It it was really good, but I still think that Cena Sandow was better than that. There's a lot of matches on there that I think Cena Sandow were better than. I think Number Cena Sandow was better than uh, Charlotte versus Natalia, but who's at number two? But everybody is. I feel like everyone's gonna be like, oh no, no, it belongs at number one. It belongs at number one. God. When did like, they become Jewish? <laughs> All like, of our listeners are Jewish. David, go clean up your corner. <laughs> um, yeah, but and then I just I think that maybe a little bit of it ends up being politics with Ric Flair being who he is, and they want to. I don't even. I mean, it was a good match, but it wasn't like it, yeah. I saw so many fucking flaws in that match. I just don't understand. What, I mean, but yeah. It's like then okay. people say, "Who are you to judge the match?" It's like, "Who are you to judge the match?" I mean, okay, maybe, maybe you could put them from uh, number five to number ten, but in the top five, come on, number five, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, the top. It was five. at number two. Yeah, yeah right. put them outside. They should be outside of the top five. One match that I believe should have been in the top five, if not replacing that number two spot. Should have been Adrian Neville versus Tyson Kidd. Yes, uh, NXT absolutely, rival. Absolutely correct with that. Where Adrian Neville was defending his NXT championship. Um, I think that this match was unbelievable. And I think it would be uh, in their best effort to be putting over the current NXT champion and your NXT product as opposed to putting over charlotte as your women nxt women's division champion in the number two spot yeah and i think not even going off this list anymore uh the fact that charlotte wrestled in madison square garden this past weekend it's like oh i feel like she's only in there because her father was at that same event and it's I, like i what? agree with you i think that may be the only reason i mean yeah okay not to take away, she is the current champion, though. Yeah, they're pushing her and Sasha Banks, but it's like... Exactly. So she is the current champion. So as being the current champion, 
she should deserve she should be featured in this aspect but in being the champion it's tough not to say that she didn't do it all on her own especially because she started out saying oh i don't want to do anything i don't want to be associated with flair yes now this that now, now she's doing the woos now and everything strictly oh i'm gonna win this championship in front of my father i'm gonna come out to a remixed version of my father's theme song I'm going to do moves that my father did, but no, I don't want to be associated with Ric Flair. I don't want to be compared to him. And the thing is, like, last week on NXT, I, she, did a, she did that finisher, the hell, what is it, Bat to the Queen or Hell to the Queen? I think it's Bat um, to the Queen. Yeah, she did that finisher to uh, Becky Lynch, and it just looked awful because Becky Lynch was waiting there for at least two or three seconds for Charlotte to uh, do the move. And it looked like Charlotte had to remember that this was the part in the match where she does this move. And it just didn't flow. It kind of ruined it. I, I don't think she's ready. Like, I mean, yes, she's, she is. She, there are moments of the matches where she's very good. But then there are moments that are so slight that maybe it's just me that starts to notice this. I mean, like I said it's last not week, just you. I can't stand when she's wrestling. But there was that one point last week during the tag team match where... Uh, they had her in an arm wrench, and they were trying to do that. You, you know when in the corner, yeah. uh, making the tag, they arm wrench, and then they tag in, and then they get into beat on that same arm. Yeah, They did that to her, but then she went to throw a punch to get out of it. So the person that she hit had to sell it, and then she's right back into the arm wrench. It was just very awkward, and if you want to be on the top roster, you can't be having moments like that at all, where it breaks the flow of things. So um, moving, uh, moving on from the list. Yeah, move. Um, talking about NXT though, uh, Charlotte is going to have a match next week, uh, defending her championship against Summer Rae. So that's going to be a good match because that's pretty much, I guess, we see the BFFs dissolving, which makes way for possibly something we've been hearing about for a little bit of time: Sasha Banks being called up. Um, I mean, we already have Summer Rae called up. Charlotte has been rumored to be called up soon too. I hope, but, but I actually, you know what? I hope Charlotte does get called up soon and then people will see her on live TV and they'll see how terrible she is. But out of the three, out of this entire thing, Sasha Banks, I mean, she's been down there for so long, perfecting everything. She perfected that entire gimmick. I didn't know she was like 21 or 22. No way, she's that young. Well, that's what the commentators said, at least. I don't know if that's... Wow. I mean, I know that she's been on... She's wrestled in, like, Shimmer, and... I mean, a lot of these wrestlers currently in the uh, women's division of NXT have wrestled for Shimmer and things like that. Like, Rebecca Knox, uh, Becky Lynch has wrestled for Shimmer. Yeah, she's... Uh, Bailey she's, she's 22. Has, yeah, Bailey wrestled for Shimmer. Like, there's a lot of potential down there. Um, but during, talking about Sasha Banks, she defeated Alexa Bliss this week on uh, NXT. Alexa Bliss, another person who I'm so excited to see get caught, um, get the call at some point. I think that now, as you see Sasha Banks get the call and a few others, you're, as Paige got the call, I think that it's going to make way for Alexa Bliss to move into that uh, that role as one of the top faces as uh, on NXT. Yeah, she's also 22, by the way. I, I, that's, she's, she's turning 23 in like... Dude, I'm going to mark out days. so hard when she, if she does. If she does the 450 splash. It's not happening. It's I, not part of her moveset. 
yet. Yet. No. But kind of like how the Brain Buster isn't in Jane's move set. We argued this. It's not happening. I think that it's going to be a move that gets saved until either she has a live match on NXT, on one of the, like, how they have the arrival and everything. I think that she's going to pull out a 450 splash on that caliber oh, or shit. when she's on the main roster. <laughs> and the same thing goes with Sami Zayn. I think that he is going to do the Brain Buster at some point. I really do because if you that's, notice, that'll be interesting. I don't know. That's like, but let me let me just finish this because if you notice in a lot of his matches, he always has that spot on the turnbuckle, right? Where he hooks the arm and he looks like he's teasing it. He's it's just, teasing I think the crowd. It, I don't think it's teasing the crowd. I think it's you're just thinking that because you know that's what happens. When but he goes I to also I I think that the the NXT crowd knows what he does. It's, and it's like the same thing. It's difficult. Will WWE allow Sammy to do that on TV? Will WWE allow Kevin Steen to use the package pile driver? I think they will. I will think tell. That, I think that they're, I think right now Sammy Zayn is, I think that they are teasing us with the brain buster because they know for a fact once he does it, the internet, the internet's going to blow up about uh, Sammy Zayn. But it's like, you don't know. Why did punk, why was punk never allowed to use the Pepsi plunge? Because the association with Triple H. That, uh, yeah. I think that, that's, that's stupid in the same sense people do Tiger Bombs. But what has... Not Tiger Bombs. What's the other move called? Who? Shit. What is that Michinuku move called? Driver? That? What? Michinuku Driver? No, I, I forget the name of the move now. I think it's just because of the association with Triple H. And Triple H being uh, um, one of the heads of WWE. That's the only reason I don't think that would ever happen. But the Brain Buster is the only person that really has made the Brain Buster is Jushin Liger. Um, you have had a few wrestlers in WWE do it, but the real person is Liger. But nobody has ever done it from a turnbuckle. And that's why I think, if anything, when he, you're going to see it on possibly his first pay-per-view match after being called up on uh, possibly a WrestleMania or on the first Monday night, on his first mat, his debut match, there just were, to get, just to, on on the main roster, his debut match. There were I other think it's, people who did the brain buster though. Brain bust, ah. Uh, well, I'm yeah, but, like, but I'm no, saying but you said like I, the, no, but yeah. before the brain bust, ah, like you were like this person was the only person that used the. I never said that. What did you say? I said that there have been other wrestlers that used it, but the one that I associated you said with the is last like, person. Oh. Okay, never mind then. The one I've said that many people have used it, but the one I associate with the most is Liger. Um, I mean, I can't think of anybody in the WWE that has used it as their finisher. Well, um, I mean, Kid Cash, I believe, did. Yeah, but that's why I think that Sami Zayn's one of those three occasions is gonna it will be pulled out. And what was what was what what was Arn Anderson's? Um, honestly, I really don't know. They were the brain busters, but I really don't know. Even still, that's still a move that we're talking about. We're going back into the 80s. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, as, also 90s, I guess. Yeah, right? in the early 90s, as opposed to uh, – and a, a move that we really have – as opposed to the pedigree, which is a move that we've seen very recently and is associated with someone currently on the WWE roster and someone that's as that has a prominent role with the WWE. Maybe Arn just did a, a spine buster. Um, I don't even know. If, I don't know. 
Um, but talking about Sami Zayn, he put one hell of a match with Tyson Kidd this week in the main event. Uh, he's been finishing matches with the Koji Clutch recently. Yeah. So it, just adding more to his move list. Uh, Which is on, a weird move to adapt, I guess. I mean, or we've adopt. Seen, that's the same move that CM Punk does, right? Did. Did. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Um, yeah, uh, NXT, we also saw CJ Parker in a match with Xavier Woods. Finally, we got to see them go at it after uh, the promo was going back and forth. I'm, I'm a fan of CJ Parker, dude. I wish... I don't know. I, I really like that other his other theme song. So, I mean, theme song alone, I like his gimmick. I like how and he, yeah, it's changed. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, the hip hippie wasn't going to go over as a heel. I still don't think the activist thing, like in, in that sense of the environment, is going to get over because if you, I mean, if you look back at activists and stuff, people I, who were like right to censor, and, yeah, and even when Kurt Angle debuted, but it wasn't environmental stuff. Which is different. That's Nobody why I like cares it. about the environment. I disagree with you on that one. Who cares but about think, the environment? How many people I recycle? Think, but I think that this is going to. I think that that gimmick will get over. It's original, and I I think that the activist gimmick is always even if people don't even if people don't care about the environment because the fact that he is an activist and he is a heel, people are going to oppose that. Which is even more stupid. But that's how it is. That's wrestling. I think that it's going to work. I, I like C.J. Parker. I like what he – his promos are awesome too. Um, Xavier Woods has been kind of – been working a lot of NXT though. Who I, cares, man? He got his own action figure. <laughs> and he's going to be – he's, he's uh, going to be in the nude video game as well. So he says, right? So he says. Um, t- yeah. So that's NXT. We also had Enzo Amore in his first match back, uh, tag team action. With big cast taking on the uh, vaude villains, right? Yeah, vaude, vaude villains. Vaude villains, right? Villains? It, I don't know. I think that a before i. It's vaude villains, but um, I but know. yeah, I I, I'm over their fucking entrance. By the way, you know, it's getting over with the crowd. So why ruin something that's getting over though? How could it be over with the crowd? They don't see it. Yeah, but they chant, they clap to it, and everything. They clap to their music and they go with it. Um, I like so the other the other team's theme song. What? I like the other team's theme song. Is it the Legionnaires or whatever? Oh, uh, the Legionnaires. I I like the Vault Villains theme song because it gets over with the crowd and as faces, it gets them like clapping and everything. And the I, Legionnaires, I agree with you. I like theirs as well because it's kind of like uh, it's the French Canadian thing, right? Yeah, but I feel like it's dun, snobby. Dun, 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 dun. It's it's very right? snobby. And I don't, I don't think that uh, I, they're gonna have a difficult time. The the vaude villains getting over with him looking like Claudio. Oh, he looks just like I like. He looks just like Claudio. And his gimmick is very similar to well, not really Sandow's anymore, which yeah, would be right. weird that they change had Sandow change it to help this guy out when you have. Other people kind of taking off of other NXT gimmicks on the main roster, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, if you could see Claudio Castagnoli wrestle him, it, it's, it'll be like looking in a mirror. No. Like, I agree with you. Um, Why would you say well, no then? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> no about something else. Um, yeah, so that's WWE NXT. 
Uh, I guess now we want to take a break or outside the ring news. Uh, let's let's take a break. Okay, let's take a break. Here on Marking Out. No, we'll, we'll be, be right back. We'll be right back. Here on Marking Out. Oh my god, I'm marking out because we're the extra guys. M3 and JP, brother. So you better listen to marking out because we said so. Extra guys out. And we are back here on marking out episode number 180 Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, let's start this second half off with some outside the ring news, shall we? Let's do it up. Uh, we forgot to cover it last week on the show, uh, but at a house show in Canada, Santino Morella actually announced his retirement. Uh, I guess it's from a neck injury? Yeah, he's had quite a few neck injuries. Um, it's very unfortunate when a wrestler has to step away, but it's kind of, I'm glad, very happy to see this. Um, I'd like to see him step away without... Injury yeah, or to see him just step away in general because you're getting tired step, of Santino. No, step away um, due to injury. Just because I'd rather see a wrestler retire and step away from the sport as opposed to try to keep on entertaining the fans even at the risk of their own uh, body. Right. Um, I Santino did win me over. I, I still, I'm still upset that we didn't see more of a. a uh, angry, uh, like a heelish Santino, because I do think that he could have been that character, especially because we've seen that in the minor leagues or whatever you want to call it, whatever he was in. I'm happy that he did start moving the judo moves into his move set. The judo um, moves? Judo. Judo. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, like the Star of David. You know, good stuff. <laughs> um, Imagine that was somebody's finisher. It probably My is. God, he just got hit with the Star of David. Oh, man. He just, nailed, he just nailed the mitzvah. What is that? Um, a mitzvah. Yeah, no. Mitzvah, what was you know? that accent? I don't know. Hey, man. He just had nailed the mitzvah. Man. Hey, Bato. He just nailed the mitzvah. He said Bato. <laughs> it's hey, Bato. You get yeah. it? Like, Bato. You can't say just Bato. Yeah. Hey, Kanyo. He opened the orc. Kanyo, it's Konyo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kanye. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Somebody so, my name? Uh, do you have any favorite Santino moments? I mean, I really enjoyed that that sock off, I guess, between him was, and uh, yeah, Mick that was, Foley. That was a great Royal Rumble moment there. Uh, I mean, his debut was awesome when he came in from the crowd as a fan, and Bobby Lashley helped him win the Intercontinental Championship in Italy. Now, did this ruin anything? Because you saw how over he was with the crowd. He was surprised. Nobody knew who he, who he was at all. Right. I mean, he could have easily passed off as uh, a common fan. Does NXT and the Performance Center ruin the ability to have something like this happen? I mean, we've seen Emma do it, but we also saw Emma, when she did do it, she was promoting herself, and we knew her from NXT. Does this ruin the aspect of someone being able to come in without us knowing who they are? Well, I guess it does in the aspects of them having the time to be on the WWE Network. However, there are also the wrestlers that aren't on the WWE Network that could possibly just be left off programming altogether, and boom, there they are on main TV. I think that would be the perfect way to uh, 
bring in someone too. I mean, not that I'm against the way that they are with NXT, but I think that I'm a, always a big fan of a something like this going down because even because yeah, the smart fans may recognize the person, but for majority of the universe of the WWE universe, they won't know who the person is, especially the younger audience. It's always weird when like the fans know shit before unless it's the people. What? I said it's always weird when fans know shit that before like people watching yeah. it. Yeah. Like the Royal Rumble 2000, I had no clue Taz was debuting. Oh, dude. And apparently everyone, Actually, else, no, everyone did. else did. Yeah, everyone yeah, else did. Yeah, I, I did. I don't know. Why didn't you? I... Well, it, actually, no, the did age? they? No, wait, did they play Taz promos leading up to that? I don't believe so. No, I don't I'm believe to, so. I just to... remember the speculation of it. And I was a, I just remember it. I don't know. Um, yeah, so other outside of the ring news before Santino, um, besides Santino. Oh, let's, up, yeah. I thought you were going to Emma. Yeah, Emma made her return to the WWE uh, on main event. Take it on Cameron. Yeah, in a, in a winning effort. Yeah, got to pick up the victory. Um, and she did. She did steal the victory. Yeah, I mean, the roll that, up. that's really it, though. Get it? I mean, nothing to get, write home it? about. Do you get it or no? Yeah, I get yeah, it. She stole the victory, yeah. Yeah, funny. Um, <laughs> UFC, apparently, there's a UFC fighter that is training at the Performance Center. Like for uh, UFC or for wrestling? Don't know. But apparently there is a UFC fighter that is training at the center. Their name has not been leaked. They're keeping this very secretive. Um, I don't know anything about it. It could be someone training as an on-air, like a commentator role. Is it going to be Sonnen? I don't know. It could be Sonnen. Last week we mentioned Rashad Evans. It could could be be Ronda Rousey. It could be Ronda Rousey, but I In mean, fact, that's who it is. That's who it is. It's Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. That's who okay, it is. Like Ronda Rousey and Chelsea Sonnen will get a big of a will get larger reactions than Rashad Evans. I Ronda think UFC Rousey. is dumb. Why? I just want to say that. Why do you say that? Because it's not entertaining to me. What? UFC is not entertaining to me. Oh, you said UFC is dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Ronda Rousey was dumb. No, she I, kicked I my love, ass. I would never say that. Yeah, I was just like, wait, are you really calling her out on the podcast right You're now? You're a dumb little motherfucker. Like, I would call you out on my podcast show. Is that no? Dixie's no, twin sister. <laughs> Hello there, my name is Darlette. My name is Darlette Carter. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dixie Carter's... Twin sister that got dropped on her head repeatedly as a kid, calling out Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, you don't want to come on to Darlette Carter's television show? I'll show you who's boss. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that this is cool for the fact that they haven't leaked who it is. And it's cool. I think that it would be amazing if it was, if it, it has to be. I think that WWE is dumb if they don't pull the trigger on Ronda Rousey. If you want to find out, I'll send a quick text message and tell you right away. No, no, I'm no. just kidding. I'm not, I would never. Like, I don't have a text message. But I think that it would be even if you have Ronda Rousey with the other four horsewomen uh, that she trains with, also dumb, who we know are big wrestling fans. I think that Vince McMahon should have them sit in front in the front row of a wrestling event. Radicals did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just not even if they get involved or anything. Yeah, you could have like a face-to-face altercation without getting physical, maybe pushing someone to the ground. But I think just having them in the front row will develop so much buzz that it would be unbelievable. They wow. need to do um, – uh, Vince McMahon has to do business with them, I think. With, and I think with it would be awesome. UFC? Yeah. They're doing that. It's called Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but I think to do something with Ronda Rousey now. I mean, Chel Sonnen, I don't know. I don't think that Chel Sonnen is under contract with UFC anymore because wow. he got released. Uh, for failing, he I think he got released or fired because he failed the drug test. Yeah, I don't know. or he retired. I forgot. I know he failed the drug test, and um, now he may have retired. Well, on the talk of all this mixed martial arts, did you see that video clip? I think Joey posted it of the the mixed martial artist doing a drop kick. No, I didn't. I was gonna. Oh click. man, it was such a cool drop kick too. It was like a, a legit good drop kick. I was going to check Except it out. the people that were commentating were like, oh, it's a double uh, uh, jump kick. It's like it's a fucking drop kick. Just a drop kick. They're like double jump kick, uh, this, that. And they're like giving all these MMA, I guess, movie <laughs> names. I was like, what is this? What is double this? stump to the chest while vertical. Think, yeah, something like that. I was like, it's a drop kick. <laughs> like, you're, not, um, you're no better. You're not above wrestling. Apparently, Kenta has arrived in the, in, uh, the United States. He was at the development uh, development center alongside Triple H. Um, it, maybe he's starting to train soon, or apparently it's supposed to be late September where he starts. I think. I heard he was disappointed with the uh, weather in Orlando the other day. The leather. The weather in Orlando. Uh, I was just like, why is he disappointed with the leather? Well, the, the the leather in Orlando wasn't good enough for me to ride my motorcycle. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, we're gonna be seeing the so with Kenta making his appearance at uh, the development center. We also have what a, do you mean the development center? Developmental. Yeah. Developmental center. Um, there's also another wrestler that's closing up all of his bookings. That being Kevin Steen. Uh, this Saturday, depending on yeah, this Saturday he's facing Steve Carino. In what is his last Ring of Honor match? Um, He'll be back. The, and now, but now we're going into August because August second, Kevin Steen's going to be facing. Get this! I think this is awesome. Kevin Steen is going to be facing Jerry the King Lawler in a pile driver versus pile driver match August second for uh, Northeast Wrestling. I think that this is awesome. Um, and then, uh, Jerry why, Lawler, why are there children in the background screaming of that promo? They probably recorded it outside. Well, uh, why why I, is like, Jerry Lawler around children like that? Where, where is he that he's recording a promo? Well, he was probably on the side of the building and you probably overhear the kids. Like, I, thought, I thought for run. sure when it started, it was going to be, uh, his house or something. No. Um, <laughs> I and I, I think that the promo was awesome with Jerry Lawler saying how everyone knows who who's uh, everyone knows who Kevin Steen is and how he is he stupid for calling him out for a pile driver versus pile driver and how he could ask uh, ask Andy Kaufman. Um, that was a and, good promo, except not not I wouldn't say good. I thought it was good. I missed I missed that Jerry Lawler on commentary though. I know. I I missed that Lawler. If that Lawler was on commentary if that Lawler that didn't make as many jokes and was, was a little was, bit 
more healed than he is now. There was lacking in that promo. Like it didn't like it wasn't direct, straight to the point kind of thing. I don't no, know. but I I also took away from it that he mentioned that Kevin Steen get, going to the big show. Oh, I thought you were gonna I big thought, leagues. What I took away from it was that Andy Kaufman is actually dead, apparently. <sighs> or he's just still kayfabe in it. Yeah. Um. I yeah, mean, who's to say the big show like Jerry Lawler? Uh, I mean, but Jerry Lawler making Lawler's not dumb. Yeah. I I think that that. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with Sammy Callahan with um, uh, Bill Apter, where Apter was interviewing him, and they were referring it to it as the big show and yes, going to but, the moon. But even more so, Bill Apter is not in Jerry WWE. Lawler. Yeah, he's not in WWE. Um, but even still, August 2nd should be awesome. NortheastWrestling.com. You're also going to be seeing the Young Bucks take on Hardy Boys and a ton more, but we'll talk about that next week. NortheastWrestling.com. Wrestling. Um, wrestling, yeah, sorry. Um, let's move on to the the big deal about, I mean, the big the deal big for deal me. deal about is, the podcast? Or no, with WWE 2K15 or not yet? Yeah, let's do it. Outside the ring news? Do you even want to talk about Raw and SmackDown this week? No, I'm Which just kidding. Part? Yes, nothing. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Sting. All right, so first off, on Monday Night Raw, they aired a promo. The promo started off with the violins and the orchestra. Well, playing. first first of all, the commentary said, we found out who's on the cover. Let's play this video. And when they do that, it's like, oh, we're finding out that Sting is in 2K15. I didn't think that at all. That's like 100% as soon as that happened. I had the, my tweet ready to go. But all right, Well, that, I mean, that's one person's perspective. Mine was not at that at all. I but you had the advantage of knowing Sting's theme song. I didn't know it. Yeah, well, I mean, once they hit the violin, like once that first chord hit of the violin, I I marked out completely. Like I couldn't even contain it. Um, but they aired a promo featuring Sting. Apparently, they spent two hundred thousand dollars on this. Like, maybe- uh, uh, two uh, two K. Apparently, they spent that much money on this one advertisement. Maybe renting an orchestra. I don't probably and then how much does it cost to rent a baseball bat and 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 face paint? I don't know, but boy, did it deliver though! I thought that this was an awesome promo to get anybody hyped up. I this got me more excited than the Ultimate Warrior promo. Uh, I mean, hmm. for the fact that in the Ultimate Warrior promo, I took I took away from it that his gait was off because I noticed when he was walking that he had a limp. And then I knew that his health was not as good as it used to be. So I even told you at the time where uh, I noticed that with his gate when he first made that promo um, advertisement. But yeah, Sting is in WWE 2K15. And it's not just one generation of Sting. It's two generations of Sting. Yeah. They they released the renders and it's the the Crow Sting. Or, I mean, is that the Crow Sting? He doesn't have the t-shirt on. Yeah, it's Crow Sting. And then there's also the Surfer Sting, which I'll be definitely playing more as Surfer Sting than Crow Sting. I'm a big and fan I of Crow I really, Sting. I really hope that Superstar Threads come along and you could do the face paint on both. I really do hope that. Because um, like then you could change him into the red, red and black Sting. Yeah. Then you could give... Uh, oh. What? You could... I mean, you could even do white face paint with the red instead of the black. All right. Kind of like TNA-ish. And then WWE 2K15, they conducted an interview with Sting as well. 
Uh, one of the questions was when asked if he'll appear on WWTV, he responded by saying, I'll just say that I'm all in and very willing to participate. So who yeah, knows what? And Triple H said something about Sting maybe being Plan C, I believe. Maybe uh, something like that. Let's also take away someone that rarely uses Twitter, used Twitter the other day. Vince McMahon tweeted out about Sting. And then said, uh, tweeted out saying, does art imitate life? So take for it what you want to take for it. I think we're going to be seeing Sting on WWE television very soon. I hope there's a general managerial position, position that'll open up. And then transition over to a match or two. Yeah, the one match. But, it's funny, like, what match would you rather see? Undertaker okay, versus ready? Sting? No, 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 I'm going to go two matches. I want to see the first match. It has to be Sting Undertaker. No other way around it. He even Sting has now went public with saying that he wants to wrestle Undertaker and that he hopes that Undertaker is um, capable of putting on a match with wow, him. Wow, that's <laughs> – okay, never mind. Yeah, so Sting has been interviewed, and this is just like a recent interview within the, the past week since this has come out that and your other Sting match? is going – yeah, that Sting is going public by saying that he wants a match with Undertaker. Um, but I'd say I really hope Sting is willing to put on two or three matches. Undertaker versus Sting has to be the first at WrestleMania. The next match, whatever you want to do. Maybe Cena or something. Something to just have. And then his last match, I would love to see Sting versus Ziggler. Why against Ric Flair? I don't want to see that. Rick Flair, who no, said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would love to see at least three matches out of Sting. It, it sucks that, like, maybe can you come out of retirement, Sean? Please. I know you could still go. Maybe maybe that would be the number two. But even still, I want to see Ziggler versus Sting. I, I what if that, like that, would... that? What if Ziggler Sting was two? Um, that and, and what the finale is, and the finale like wrestle, let's maybe like WrestleMania thirty two or something comes along, and and Shawn Michaels thing is like Shawn, this has been many years in, in coming or whatever. Yeah, we need to do this. Please, will you come out of retirement? And Shawn's like, you know what, I'll come out of retirement, kid. And he comes I would out love of retirement. To, I, I would love that, but and then it turns it, into that whole Ric Flair versus HBK scenario again, except ending in Shawn Michaels also retiring again. Yeah, I would love that aspect. I mean, and this time Sting going over HBK. Man, uh, well, maybe, this time man. HBK losing the match. Um, I, as long as the first match is Undertaker versus Sting. Because that's the match that everybody wants to see. But that's going to be very difficult because then once Undertaker vs. Sting happens and you realize, wow, this match sucks. I'm not even going <laughs> to that. You're fucking insane. No. Look it's... at Brock Lesnar vs. Undertaker. That match was shit. Yeah. Well, so, um, we've seen Sting in 2014 as like that TNA. He looked like shit. So I maybe, that, maybe I somewhere is, down the line it won't be. I think that it's going to be a good match. Uh, Triple H also tweeted out, uh, requesting, well, tweeted out about in regards to Kenta. Um, but then he tagged a Twitter account featuring Kenta's name, uh, Kenta Hayashi, which makes you wonder, was that intentional? I mean, it's a dormant account. Was it that intentional, a mistake, uh, 
is Kenta really keeping that Kenta name now? I mean, they put him out with that Kenta name so much. I would think that if they were going to change it, they would change it already. Um, yeah. So that's kind time. of interesting. Also, John Cena, the upcoming Raw, 721, and then August 4th. Apparently, there's going to be no John Cena. So you'll be Cena-free of television. Why? Where's he going to be? Apparently, he's going to be off filming the Judd Apatow oh, uh, right. uh, movie Train, uh, Train Wreck. Yeah, unfortunately, so, what's her name? Stars in that, right? Who? The Schumer. Oh, uh, Amy Schumer stars. I like her. I like her. I can't stand her. All right, let's get on to SmackDown talk. Some sports entertainment. More further sports entertainment. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Middles. Uh, yeah. There's no bads on SmackDown. Uh, I had bads in my notes, but it got turned into a middle. I guess we couldn't agree to it. Uh, kicking off the middles, we had AJ defeating Cameron. Uh, during the match, Cameron started to walk off, which led Naomi to run down and throw her back into the ring, which, in my opinion, could have been grounds for disqualification. Uh, I don't know. She put her hands on a competitor in that match. Yeah. She threw but... her into the ring. That's grounds for DQ in my book. Eh, we've seen it done before. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a DQ happen on that account. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, um, right? A AJ, but then once she got thrown into the ring, AJ nailed the shiny wizard on her and picked up a quick pinfall. Yeah. Um, even, quick way to get during, AJ over, but even, this is not the way to keep AJ uh, strong. Yeah. I don't think they should be putting her against Cameron. During the um, match, though, Cameron needs to work on some shit like – I, I get, like, the makeup stuff. Okay, you could do that. But just, like, she she used the lipstick and, like, drew all over AJ's face. Yet none of the lipstick came out on her face, basically. So it's, like, just work on stuff like that. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, I, I think that AJ needs – this is what they did to AJ last time. They were putting her up against Cameron and all these other people. But they never really gave her that much against – People like Natalia and stuff. You need, you need AJ versus Charlotte then. You need AJ versus a, a wrestler, not Cameron. Um, you're also gonna. You also have uh, Layla taking on Summer Rae, which never which, happened. Yeah, which never never happened. Fandango is a special referee, which I'm sure you marked out for. No, say it with me. It's fun. You're not gonna say it with me. No, um, but no, yeah, no. I'm sure that you marked out for for the fact that Fandango had a special attire for referee. No, it wasn't. It it already happened, so it's like yeah. Um, but the, he prevented the girls from fighting each other, uh, which is weird as a referee. I mean, well, you got to start the match and you got to be equal. You can't just charge at each other. It's like this isn't Mario Kart. 64. Yeah, but then he tried to battle it, mode. I thought it took way too long. It definitely. Did kind of take too long, and the segment took way too long. And then Layla and Summer Rae turned on Fandango, beating him up, running him off, and then danced together. Yeah. Uh, it just took too long. The crowd definitely wanted more than just dancing, though. Yeah, they wanted some <laughs> HLA, but what can you do? Um, Bo Dallas defeated. I still can't believe that was on TV. <laughs> yeah, Bo Dallas defeated Diego and Torito. This uh, is what Torito, was in my Torito the Explorer and Diego. This was in my so. bands. El Torito didn't even do anything to help Diego from losing the match, which to me made them look dumb. I thought it just made Torito. What is what is Torito supposed to do? You, uh, any tag team partner comes in the ring and and hits them. 
if it's the end of the match, why is he going to do that? What do you mean it's the end of the match? It's the end of the match. That's what it's only. The, it's only. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So why? But it is makes he gonna, El Torito look stupid. I don't think so. I He's thought, just standing on the apron, like, "Oh, come on, kick out, kick out, kick out!" You come into the ring, you help your partner. Well, what is he gonna do? Yank on his leg? You kick him. Any kick to somebody's head gets them off of a pinning person, and that—that's any wrestling match ever. That I never All understood right, well, that, but I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Where he should have at least got his leg through the ropes. I don't think he should have actually gone in the ring. Maybe get his leg through the one leg over the yeah, rope. Something. Um, and get there a little bit too late, but I and, thought it was a I thought it was a good match. Uh, I and again, that that, that finisher, Bo Dallas's finisher, I don't yes. like it. He gotta... needs, needs a new finisher, but I'm a big fan of it. I thought that I thought the match was good. I thought him and Diego worked well together. I like the fact that the crowd <laughs> was he was so over with the crowd. They were chanting, "We believe." What um, did you introduce this match as? A match. Yeah, no, no. Bo Dallas versus who? Diego and Torito the Explorer. Okay, I thought I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, did, I didn't understand that until just now when you said Diego again. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a fine match. I love the fact that after the match where Torito was checking on Diego, Bo Dallas. No, Torito wasn't really even checking on him. Bo Dallas just yanked him into the ring. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He got yanked into the ring, and then he checked on him, acting like he was very concerned and everything, and nailed, then nailed him with the... Uh, the bow dog. The bow dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought he, it was He fine just got Weird Al yanked into the ring. Yeah, um, but the crowd loved it completely. Bo Dallas You is can't so tell that. Over. You cannot tell that. Oh, what the hell are you smoking? On SmackDown, you can't tell if the crowd's legit. When the entire first two rows are on their feet... First two doing rows. The, doing the... Uh, Bo Dallas hand signal. You know that the guy is What's over, his hand even if you the two thumbs pointing uh, pointing at himself or to the side or whatever. That's Rob Van Dam. Yeah, yeah Rob, Rob Van, Van Dam stock footage. <laughs> Rob Van Dam goes down, but even still, I think that, that Bo Dallas is over, and I'm a fan of Bo Dallas. I believe, Brandon. You need to believe. No, you're not even saying the phrase right, and I refuse believe. to use them. You're no. not a believer. I love that song. You're more of a believer. Um, into the goods, Fandango alongside Layla. Wait, no, you, we should have done that just, before. Whatever, fuck that? it. You just moved to Raw. No, I'm still in uh, SmackDown, dude. Oh. Fandango versus Adam Rose with Summer Rae alongside Rose oh, yeah. and Layla alongside Fandango. Uh, Fandango was counted out because Layla and Summer Rae brawl um, really did nothing. Just set up for that future match. So I don't well, really know why this is in the good. Well, I don't know. I liked it. Summer Rae was out there kind of making the distraction for Fandango. I mean, if anything, I would put it in the middle because just, we get to see uh, Fandango Rose really go at it. Well, to me, the, just for the fact that Summer Rae came down with Adam Rose, not as a Rosebud or whatever, just to play mind games with Fandango. Then the countout came about, and then, uh, I mean... I don't know. Yeah. Adam Rose offered him the lollipop after the match, and Fandango went to attack him but got hit with the party foul. I I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Usos teamed up to take on Slater and Titus. Uh, they also picked up the victory. I wasn't a fan of this match. It was good, but I thought that the, even though it's in the goods, I do think that the Usos are way too predictable now. 
Um, you expect the same stuff. Like they, all they do is the, really the same stuff over and over. If you watch two USO matches, you've seen them all. This, um, this match, unless unless they're doing, unless it's a some sort of an extreme rules match or something like that. You've seen once you've seen one match, you've seen them all. There is always that hot tag. There is that uh, quick uh, tag to the turnbuckle to get them one of them to do the splash. You're gonna have the diving suicide, the duo suicide dives. Um, Not suicide. Over the top, whatever. Um, I think it's too. Usos are too predictable. I can't wait for them to lose the titles now. It made me miss Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal, and it still puzzles me as to why. Like, how did they get released? That I don't. I don't understand it's, that. It still puzzles me that well, Slater I think is still around because of the JBL and Cole show, um, and because he's great enhancement talent. Uh, Titus, on the other hand, I think is more than enhancement talent. I don't think he's in the same category as Slater, and I think Titus really think deserves a lot more. He is. I believe Heath Slater deserves more. I don't. I don't think that Slater can do much more than enhancement. I've, I don't know. They, he put on great matches. I don't know. That's why he's great at, at enhancement. I don't know. But that, I also see Titus being a lot more than Slater. I mean, Slater's physique and everything. They have two different physiques. Titus O'Neil, I could see as a main player. So does Diesel Slater. and HBK. Slater, I can't see that. I don't at know. all. I, uh, laughed, we, I laughed on commentary, or I laughed when commentary. Michael Cole was saying, uh, he was saying it's a unique team. And JBL was like, how is this a unique pairing? And Michael Cole's like, because they've never tagged before. And it's like, you, no shit, it's yeah, a unique yeah. pairing. Like, how do you not get that? And yeah, uh, I like be commentating. I like during the match, Heath Slater went up off the top rope and got caught with a sidekick. That, like, the way he sold it, man, that was awesome. Yeah, he sold it like an enhancement talent. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Y2J. I t the only thing I took away from this match was that there was one spot where Y2J went to Irish Whip Orton and he did a complete 360 because he was uh, trying he was going to go into the wrong turnbuckle that Y2J was actually Irish whipping him to, so it was kind of awkward. But it was a good match. Yeah, good match. And but before the match, Bray Wyatt sang the song and told Jericho to save himself. It was, uh, I mean, it was a promo whatever. And then at the been. end of the match. Um, Y2J lost because he got distracted by distracted by. Well, I was trying to think what to write down when I write that. What would you call that? It's not a theme song that hits. Cutscene. Like, but no, it's like. But what is it? It's like a beacon oh, or something. Wyatt family cutscene. Yeah, Wyatt family cutscene distraction. Um, you also had Curtis Axel take on Goldust, which I thought was the match of the night easily. It's like um, it, it's. We haven't said this in a while, but Goldust, I'm so like, he's so good. He's always been one of my favorites for his age, and just to come back and absolutely kill it is um, absolutely beautiful. I thought the match itself was really good, and I thought that Stardust was amazing during this. I I love the fact that he actually got on top of the barricade and got the in, and completely engaged the entire crowd. With trying to get like working them like as if he was a conductor of an orchestra. He comes off kind of Peter Panish to me. I I'm a big fan. I like how he got the G. He comes off as more like the Riddler and Joker to me. Not, to you don't Pan. see you don't see Peter Pan a little bit at all. Like no. like his movements, the way he's like all over the place. I guess that's where that's where I get the Riddler. 
Yeah, I guess to Joker. me, to me, I say, I mean, I never really watched Batman and shit. Yeah, so. I, I, I see him more Riddler and Jokerish, like from him laying on the commentator table. I thought, I thought that overall it was a really good match. You to had me, that's something Peter Pan would do. <laughs> you had Ryback after the match tried to get uh, hit Goldust with the whatever his he finish. was up there with the shell shock. Yeah, shell shock, and then uh, and, and started Stardust, hitting him with. I guess uh, he blew some gold dust in his face. I don't know what to call it. Glitter. I mean, I was uh, just... He blew some glitter in the face of Ryback, and I thought overall it was awesome. It was the crowd was so loud and into this. Um, they were reacting to Stardust and Goldust, everything that they brought to the table. This is one hell of a pairing, um, yeah. and it's it's amazing that they were able to. Yeah, Goldust and Cody Rhodes were completely over, and then people wanted to see them break up to face each other. But now they changed the gimmick of Cody Rhodes, and now all we want, all I at least want to see is them together. I don't want to see them feud at the current time. I'm good if this tag team goes on for another year. Yeah. Um, uh, we also on SmackDown had Roman Reigns defeating Rusev via disqualification. Before we talk about the match, I was I, a big fan of that promo that they cut earlier. Go SmackDown. into saying that they opened SmackDown. Well, they didn't really open SmackDown. Yeah, they opened SmackDown. I thought Fandango opened SmackDown. No, they I opened did. SmackDown with Lana talking about stuff, which brought Roman Reigns out. I thought out. this was after the first match. Regardless, so. I don't care. That's true. Um, I thought that Reigns on the mic was awesome. I think he lacks sometimes, though. I think that he's playing up that tough guy, get to the point, or I'm going to kick the shit out of you attitude. And it's completely coming cr- across in his promos. And uh, you're across Lana, who's been nothing but great uh, with the mic right now. Um, but when they... Uh, it almost... First, what? I was going to say, it almost came to brawl or blows, I guess you would say, during that yeah. promo. And Lana's like, no, get away from... Yeah. And then- but then the, in the main event that took place... I thought it was a good match. I thought I liked that Rusev uh, had the advantage over Reigns for a good amount of time. Um, I was a big fan of that, actually, as opposed to Reigns, who is going to be in a main event at the pay-per-view, just completely dominating Rusev, who's making a name for himself. I love the fact that they had Rusev go over on Reigns during this match. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of that finish, too. Yeah, well, Reigns hit the Superman punch on Rusev, and then Orton came out. That's not what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Is it? Yeah, Rusev, Reigns hit the Superman punch. Oh, no, yeah, no, he hit the Superman punch on Rusev, and then Orton came out. Well, maybe he was going to hit the Superman punch? I think that he was going to, and then Orton came out. Did the guillotine choke, lock, whatever. What? He did the fucking, pulled him down. I forget what they call it, the hangman choke or whatever. No, he didn't. What no, did, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh yeah, no, he did to get the DQ, and then and then, but Henry, uh, in the end, Reigns hit the Superman punch on Orton, turned around, getting nailed in the face with a nasty, that nasty uh, stepping sidekick that Rusev does, and I thought it was great finish. Orton uh, took advantage of a weak Reigns after that. Um, I thought it was awesome, and yeah. just to go back to. Last week, where I was talking about Marines, uh, Rusev and me not being a fan of power wrestlers like uh, Big E or anything like that, there is a difference between the power wrestlers that I'm into being a fan of. Like, I actually, like, power wrestlers like 
Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Bobby Lashley, Corvon, uh, Biggie. I am not a fan of. But wrestlers like you're not a fan of like, Marcus Corvon. No, I said I'm not. Yeah, how is that possible? I don't like the big. I I like the move sets of Luger and Bulldog, but I'm not a fan of the move sets of Brown Lashley Anvil. Just not a fan. <laughs> and I'm I'm. What did I'm you also, say? Brown Lashley Anvil. <laughs> Why? You're saying Brown Lashley. So. His name is Monty Brown. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like you're saying Monty Brown. It sounds like you're calling Lashley Brown Lashley. Well, I'm not. I'm saying Monty Brown. I'm saying Brown Lashley Anvil. I'm not a fan of. Um, and it's just different movesets. Rusev is, his agility alone is going to get him, I think, very far. Yeah. I think it's going to get him very far. Uh, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's start with the middles. Why not the bads? Yeah, we can deal with the bads after. The middles. Uh, Raw kicked off with uh, John Cena prom- cutting a promo, putting over the WWE Network, which, w- really. It's funny because, like, oh, we need John Cena on live TV to sell the product. Pretty much. I mean, he is which, the face of the company. Yeah, which now He's you're getting. Champion. Now they're giving, I think, $25 gift cards if you sign up to purchase it or whatever. Desperate. Um, Roman Reigns came out, and then the altercation a little bit. You cut uh, out there. War of the World, uh, War of the Words a little bit. Then Dean Ambrose appeared, interrupting them, telling them that they got to focus on uh, the authority. You keep cutting out, by the way. Leading to the beatdown of Dean Ambrose by Randy Orton Kane and Seth Rollins. Uh, what did you think about this beatdown, Brandon? I thought it was dumb. I really thought it was so stupid because it's like John Cena and Roman Reigns didn't even go to help him. And it's like, why would they not? And the like even Kane's choke slam and Rollins curb stomp I thought were stupid. Are like you Kane, serious? Yeah, very much fuck so. Off. No, what do you mean fuck off? And, and mean, I'm an idiot? That curb, that curb stomp was amazing. No, because to me it didn't look like it was effective. It didn't look good. You're insane. That was no. an awesome, awesome curb stomp. I'm a fan of this segment. I thought that the only thing that that it was poor in was that it was seemed like it was never ending. I thought that it was it by it being never ending, it ended up turning into kind of comedic, kind of like where Peter Griffin is on the ground rolling around in pain over and over and over. The reason why I didn't like the curb stomp was because you could clearly see him land on the. To me, I thought it was a bad angle. Then I don't know. I thought it was perfect. I thought I was a big fan of that. I watched and I it over the and over that, again, and I just see it. You see Seth Rollins lands all on right, the crate. You say tomato, I say tomato. I think no. that I was I was definitely a big fan of it. And the Kane uh, chokeslam, it just, he barely lifts him up. There's no like impact to, to slam him down. The crate was higher than, than Ambrose, almost. I'm, I'm fine with it. I thought it would look cool. Um, and then I like the fact that Dean Ambrose still continued to fight back, saying that's all you guys got. And then that's where he took the curb stomp. Which I like that. Makes no sense. Why was John Cena and Roman Reigns just not there? I don't know. Maybe they could have ran down. But overall, I thought the overall statement of that segment was very well. I thought that, yeah, it may have been never-ending, which is this only takeaway that was poor. I thought besides that, it was really awesome. Um, you had The Miz defeat Sheamus when they put his, uh, his face on the screen. Yeah. I don't. That was, what a distraction that was, right? 
I don't. The one thing that I don't like is that this may take away from Tyler Breeze uh, with the money maker and everything. They were talking about how this may affect the gimmick uh, of Tyler Breeze currently. Um, I am not a fan of that. I don't think the Miz should have priority over a money maker or a face or anything in regards to uh, uh, looks when Tyler Breeze is doing it. And you're well, really- it's not. It's not really the same thing. It's more Miz is Hollywood. Miz yeah, is but doing what the still, I don't. Did. I think I would, I would, I'm going to be really pissed off if they have Tyler Breeze change his gimmick based off of this. Yeah, you will be, but you'll. I mean, what are you going to do? I like the fact that the Miz was so evasive in this match as well. What I do you hope think? It's not. I mean, it was. I I don't know. You have a lot of thoughts in this match, don't you? No. I was I I was a big fan of the Miz being so evasive in this match, especially with them uh, with the battle royal and everything. I thought it kind of played up the fact that the Miz could be uh, a very sneaky pick to to choose as winning. Uh, he really knows how to pick his angles and pick his moves, um, I, as we saw with the finish where he rolled up Sheamus for the, after that uh, missed uh, bro kick. I hope it's not. I mean, I hope he's not going to be the champion. And with you saying the roll up, that reminded me on NXT. Uh, I forget who was in the match, but somebody. They had a uh, their shoulders were rolled down. I think it was the tag team match actually, and the ref counted it one, two, three. The guy's shoulders were up like out of the roll. Uh, so that's the referee. No, yeah, it was the wrestlers. Well, it's the referee's fault for counting the three. Yeah, but otherwise you make them look stupid. They were ready to go with the legion. Just like what we, but just like we've heard from other referees, some of them tell you that your shoulders up. He should. No, the referee something. couldn't see from his angle though. Which is poor on the referee. He should have been in the correct position. I think, um, I moving on with Raw, and then after the Usos were making their way to the, uh, oh, we're doing the middles, my bad. Uh, Sandow had his little segment in the back featuring Sonic, um, and then Adam Rose came out the Rosebuds. I thought it was fine. I'm fine with them using Damian Sandow in this, uh, in this area, especially at the current time, because I think that it's building, is still currently building support for Sandow. I, I love that they I didn't like it. I thought it just I guess because the facts that we've had like really good Sandows in in recent weeks or recent yeah recent weeks and then it was just like we had Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels last week and now Sonic guy. I liked it. I, I thought know. it was funny. I thought it was entertaining, which is pretty much what all wrestling has to go for is entertaining. Um, I like the fact that Rosita was featured again as a Rosebud. Um, it's kind of interesting. I wonder if they're flying her in or if they she's have flying be. on her own. I, that, that could be also. But um, It's just interesting how they're using her as a recurring Rosebud. Maybe yeah. they'll use her in a – maybe she'll bypass NXT. I mean, and just have one of the current divas, maybe Eva no, – no, yeah, okay. Maybe <laughs> like Summer Rae or Layla going crazy on the Rosebuds and just attacking one of them and who's being attacked is Rosita. Um, who knows? Caleb Connolly was featured as one of the Rosebuds this week, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, funny, uh, Alicia Fox and Cameron defeated Nikki Bella. Yeah, Cameron wrestling with one of her uh, idols. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, how Twitter, that was like trending on Twitter too. Jeez. Uh, you also had AJ defeating Eva. Uh, Eva. Um, yeah. I, I I really hope that Eva could become a good wrestler one day and a big star. Honestly, I oh, if she can't be a wrestler, as Jasmine made reference to earlier in the show with her comment, I think that she could be a great valet. 
But no matter what aspect you use her in, I think she is very useful. Her face is very, her face and looks are very friendly and appealing. Um, like she's very, she's very attractive and everything, and that makes her very appealing. And I think that draws a lot of attention to whatever she's going to be doing. Right. So I feel like she, in that aspect, she's very valuable. Uh, after the match, AJ or after AJ won, she sat on the commentary table. And her and Paige had an exchange of compliments. And then AJ was just like, okay, bye. And I was like, that was dumb to me. But whatever. What are you going to do? What you going to do? And then uh, I guess we should move to our beds. Do it up. Bo Dallas defeated Greg Khali via countout. And Greg Khali makes everything bad. Bo Dallas hit the running Bo Dog outside the ring to make Khali. That doesn't make sense. How the f- how's no that doesn't make sense at all. How's Great Collie gonna be knocked out from that? It's well, you just Kali. killed you just killed whatever possible monster character that you can make Collie into on that move alone. And then Bo like goes to check on him after the match and gets uh, Great Collie like chopped. And then Bo Dallas didn't even sell it. He was up from that afterwards. It's like what? Collie's not what he no, what he used to be. That's bullshit. I mean, he hasn't been what he used to be for a very long time. He used to be that guy that with the Punjabi, Punjabi, uh, whatever play, match. Punjabi playing it. Play yeah. It. Yeah. No, um, let's move on to the middle, uh, the goods. Yes. The goods. Dolph Ziggler defeated Fandango. Summer Rae and uh, Layla appeared randomly during the match on the commentary table and danced. Which I hated. To distract Fandango. I hated that it was so random but that, that they just make randomly appeared on the, on the table. They, if they made their way through the crowd, someone on commentary should have me- mentioned that. Look who's it, at was taken, now. They were taken by surprise as well. I think that's stupid. And, it, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't think that's stupid. I don't. I really don't understand why you don't. Ziggler could make, could sell a perfect, make a five star match out of wrestling a plastic bag. I am convinced he'll not saying Fandango is a great wrestler, but Ziggler with his selling ability, he can make a match with a plastic bag a five star match. I wonder if any of our like people we know would be willing to wrestle a plastic bag. Like I don't in- know Owen Hart. No, Edge did once. Really? Yeah. Or he sold a uh, attack with a plastic bag. It was one of the it's one of the Owen Hart ribs that I remembered. Uh, oh yeah, right. Hearing, where apparently on a house show, I think it was where Owen Hart was in the match in a tag team match with Edge, and Owen Hart took like uh, while the ref wasn't looking or anything, he took a plastic bag and quickly hit Edge in the face with it, and Edge completely sold it because he didn't know it was a plastic bag. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, but after yeah. after Ziggler and Fandango, uh, Layla and Summer Rae came into the ring and they just they danced around Ziggler and then kissed him. Yeah, so. jealous. Um, you also had the Usos making their way down to the ring just to get interrupted by the Wyatts, completely getting torn apart by them. Yeah, Luke Harper kicking one of them right over the barricade. Good beatdown. That'll lead straight to their uh, two out of three falls match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious. I mean, it's hard not to see the Wyatts coming out as victors in that one. Um, You also had what I think is the best segment of – my favorite segment of the night was 
Rusev and Lana in the ring, uh, I guess you, a debate or whatever yeah. they called it, with yeah. Zeb Coulter and uh, Jack Swagger. It was the loudest that the crowd was all night. Um, and I love the fact, like, Lana, once again, her she has the ability, such a great ability to get a feel for a crowd and know what to say to get a, the reaction that she needs. Like, she starts off with saying, like, for the people that speak the better language, and then she's mock, and then once the crowd starts to die a little bit, she starts mocking a USA champ because once she mocks a USA champ, everyone in the audience is going to start chanting USA even louder. I think she's very smart with what she's doing, and she has to be getting pointers from Zeb Coulter, who was nothing more than nothing less than perfect on the mic. Yeah, and I mean, before the show, we before we started recording this, I said. To me, this segment would normally be stupid or whatever, and you didn't understand what I was saying. In yeah. the regards, the segment would normally be stupid, as in like if it was other people, like debates. Like I always hated having debates on wrestling TV. Oh yeah, no. When you have debates featuring Sheamus and Big Show, uh, it completely sucks, and so, it's so waste. that's that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, no. When you're actually putting someone that's great on the mic as Zeb Coulter is, and currently as Lana is, I mean, I think that they could run circles on Mike around Sheamus, Big Show, um, and whoever else has Mark Henry. I think he was in a debate. Like, I, I think that Lana and this was a perfect segment for them. Yeah, this segment ended with a brawl where Rusev was getting the better of Swagger first, but he took too long and Swagger locked him in the Patriot Lock. Yeah, and, uh, no, he went. He went for the that sidekick. Yeah, and I caught him. I really, I wish that Rusev would show this kind of emotion during his matches. I think we are going to this match. I'm this. I'm looking forward to more than the main event. I think that they, I'm so pumped for this feud. I mean, this was such an. I would be okay with this if this segment was ten minutes long. Just Zeb Coulter and Lana going back and forth. It's just fascinating to watch and hear what they say and how the crowd reacts to the two of them. Yeah. That fascinates me. Up next, we had Alberto Del Rio defeating Rob Van Dam. And uh, I like this match. There were some parts that were, like, kind of slow, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. And uh, if Cesaro doesn't win the Intercontinental Championship on Sunday, and by some miracle, Zack Ryder doesn't either, uh... I think Del Rio could win this and do something with it, which would be his first run as WWE Intercontinental Champion. And I really do think that Del Rio could do... I don't know what he would do with the championship, but I think there's something there that that would make him... I don't know, you know? I want to see him cut more promos like he used to. That's it. Because he would become the champion. It's like, now I'm your Intercontinental Champion. I'm the international superstar, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I want him to bring money into it. I want him to. I I would. I think he was getting over when he was driving those fancy cars to the ring. Yeah, one hundred percent. I want to be reminded that Del, on a constant basis, that Del Rio has the money and wealth that a majority of us do not have. That we we strive to have. I want that sort of emotion brought out of me. And right now, when Del Rio comes out, the last thing that comes to mind is that wow, this guy is wealthy. I mean, is is NXT taped? Like we, like yeah, we already know what happens next week. Then, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say because they because Kalisto had said that 
him and El Locale parted ways, and he'll find a new, a new partner. Yeah, I mean, but we've seen them part ways. No, but he, well, they said it on NXT last night. Uh, yeah, no, we've seen that. I mean, we already know who he's been teaming with uh, now. Who is it? Oh, right. Okay, never mind. I yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if we should spoil it. No, that. I remember now. Yeah. Um, what else good? Uh, after that, we had Biggie Langston defeating Cesaro. Uh, during the match, Cesaro went to hit Langston with a chair, and like Biggie said earlier on the show, Kofi grabbed it from him to prevent that. And what a cool spot that was! Like you said, a joker. No, no, no. I thought that was oh. a cool spot where he went to wind <laughs> up and swing, and Kofi jumped from uh, from the floor to the top to grab it out of his hands. Yeah. I thought it. Was, I thought it looked good. And then he got hit. I mean, he got hit with the big ending. Which, it's weird that Cesaro's been like. Kind of on a losing streak, almost. It doesn't matter, though. Absolutely doesn't. I mean, it's... Some people it does. Cesaro does not. Exactly. I mentioned that last week. It doesn't matter. This guy is on such a such a role that he's able to lose and still be looked at as one of the guys. Yeah. Um, you then, had, in your main event, you well, had... Well, after John's... that, you had Chris Jericho in the room. Oh, yeah. And Bray Wyatt appeared on the screen, and he cut a promo... The lights went out, and Harper and Rowan appeared in the ring, and they attacked Jericho, but Jericho was able to escape that. However, he was making his way up the entrance ramp, and Bray Wyatt, Jericho had his back turned. Bray Wyatt attacked him from behind and hit the sister sister Abigail on him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now our main event. Are you sure now? Well, our main event match was John Cena and Roman Reigns versus Kane, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins because of Dean Ambrose being taken out by them three. It was a handicap match. Before the match, though, Ric Flair was out there to cut a dumb promo. Uh, in my opinion, it was dumb. Hopefully, other people thought it was dumb as well. I thought it was pointless, um, which I thought it did nothing for the main event of the pay-per-view. It did nothing for this match. For Ric Flair, oh, I'm picking Cena to win. Big whoop. Who cares? <clears throat> and uh, Roman Reigns came out. Uh, I guess John Cena. Well, I guess Ric Flair and Roman Reigns handshook or whatever. Ric Flair made his way up to the ramp. John Cena's music hit. John comes out, gives Ric Flair the World Heavyweight Championship, tells him to keep it. Internet blows up. So does that mean that maybe now we'll only have the champion carrying around one strap? I, don't I know. hope so. I I, hope I don't so. know though. I I don't know if that like if I'm I don't know if I'm good with that being the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, you know what? They could always change it, but as long I'm as long as it's one instead of two, I love. They could always change the championship, but as long as it's just one championship that the champion is carrying. Yeah, that's all I care about. But uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns picked up the victory via disqualification. Uh, and the DQ happened because Kane and Randy Orton wouldn't stop beating down Roman Reigns. Uh, afterwards, though, Roman ended up accidentally spearing John Cena. And Kane then, I guess, turned right into an RKO, which sets up perfect for that main event at the pay-per-view. Yeah, you don't know who to trust going in. Right. Um... I guess talking about that pay-per-view, want to get into that pay-per-view with predictions? Yes, we shall get into that right now. All right. You got the matches up? I did. I no longer have it. I don't know what happened to it. 
All right, very cool because I am pulling them up right now as we speak. Oh, um, maybe that's what happened to it. What? I think when I went to look up something else on Wikipedia, it went on to that link instead of... But uh, anyway, the WWE Battleground pay-per-view will be coming from uh, Tampa Bay Times Forum in Tampa, Florida. July 20th is this Sunday. Uh, what matches are announced? We got the pre-show match. Cameron versus Naomi. I don't think that should be a pre-show match. Why? I don't think it should be a pay-per-view match. Well, it's because pre-show you want people to tune into. You don't. Yeah, I think that that should be a Raw match or a SmackDown match. Right. I don't think that that should be on the pay-per-view card at all. That's a bathroom break. Anyway, uh, I think... No offense to uh, Naomi if she's listening. Yeah, because it's not Naomi that's the bathroom break. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Cameron, unfortunately. All right, I'm going with Naomi. I hope. I, re- I don't know. I just, for some reason, there's too much. I, I'm going with Naomi. I think that there's no way that she's losing to Cameron. Um, I you hope. have Jack Swagger facing off against Rusev. I'm going Swagger. I'm going Jack Swagger as well. And I'm going to say, I think this may this has potential of being the match of the night. I think that this is going to be the most, um, I think that this match is going to be very surprising. I don't know. We'll see. We have uh, Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho. I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. All right. And I'm actually going to go with Bray Wyatt. I think it's going to be Chris Jericho just for the fact that it's like Jericho just returned. So, you know, why why use him to put Bray over right now when you can have him? Oh, but it's not going to stop. Let's do it at SummerSlam. Exactly, but you could also have Bray Wyatt defeat him and then have Bray Wyatt continue to beat him down. Yeah, I don't know. And lead it on. It's just what I see. It's what, I, it's what my opinion is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you also have the, let's see. Money have, in yeah. the Bank winner. Yeah. Seth Rollins taking on Dean Ambrose. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with, shoot. I'm going to say Dean Ambrose. All right. Or like no contest, but I'm going to stick with Dean Ambrose. I'm going with Seth Rollins. And why? Why? Because he's the Money in the Bank winner, and I think that there's going to be interference. Well, that's why I think it's going to be Dean Ambrose. All right. You can say that. I can say what I want. Um, let's go on to the let's go on to the Battle Royal. Yeah, okay. For the vacant Intercontinental Championship at the current time due to Wade Barrett being out with an injury. Um, who is your pick to win this? I'm going to go with – let me pick first because you picked a good amount. I'm going to go with uh, Great Collie. No. I'm nope, going nope, this, nope. So. You heard it, folks. It's in the books. David picked Great Collie. No take yeah, Unfortunately for Brandon, I actually already have all of my picks for everything written Sorry, down. Sorry. It doesn't count. What's so, in your notebook is not I'm in your going. notebook. Yeah, okay. It's what only happens on the show. That's I'm going with Del Rio. Pick. I said Del Rio. All right, Del Rio, Cesaro. Who? All right, we'll get to that later. Um, you have Divas match, AJ versus Paige. I'm going AJ. I'm going AJ as well. Um, me, oh, tag team action, Usos versus Wyatt family. I'm yeah, going Wyatt's. Two out of three falls for the tag team championship match. I... I'm 
going with the Usos, and I still think it's going to happen at SummerSlam where the Wyatt family become champions. All right. Main event time. John Cena, the champion, taking on Kane, Orton, and Roman Reigns. Who are we picking? Can, can we say it at the same time? Sure. One, two, three. John, John Cena. Cena. Like, there's no question. All right. Why would any of the other ones win? We have one, two, three, four, five. We have five matches picked different. So I think this is the first time ever where we have that many different picks. Like unintentionally where we were like, well, I want something different. So we have some competition. I think this is the first time that we've had so many picked differently. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, yeah, possibly. For shits and giggles, because this was I had this written down for a tiebreaker just in case we did pick everything. Who do you think is going to be the last person eliminated in the Battle Royal? <clears throat> Cesaro. Or okay. Cesaro or Miz. All right, I'll put down Cesaro Miz. I'm going to go with, I think, the last person. I'll go with the one of the last. Two. I'll give two as well. I'll go with either Sheamus or RVD. So we still have different picks, which is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, but speaking of picks, Dave, you got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Yeah, how about uh, how about I challenge you to do all your. Little shameless plugs in an Australian accent today. Oh, an Australian <laughs> accent. You really recording right now? Yeah. Might um, as well. I know I don't know if I have an Australian accent. Just whatever comes out of your mouth first, just do it. Alright. Hey Mehdi, we're gonna go and give a shameless plug to eh, forget it. No, don't forget uh, it. Then do it in a do it in a Portuguese accent. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding, I'm just kidding. Give me a tune, give me a tune. I'll go back quicker. A tune? Yeah, name a song. Do it to the tune that of I would know. Bohemian Rhapsody. Is that too difficult? Maybe. Can, uh, you, do, can you do it to a James Taylor tune or no? Yeah. Do uh, it to uh, Tim bum, McGraw, bum, Taylor bum, Swift. Bum, Taylor bum, Swift, bum, Tim bum, McGraw. Bum, 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 bum. What is that? Go follow Jay Linick. Go follow Angela underscore Maria 95. Uh, uh, forget it. What tune is that? I don't know. I was trying to go from the chorus of like halfway through the song. Whatever. Brandon wanted me to go through this quicker, so we tried <laughs> to do it this way. And obviously, and it's now we added 10 more minutes to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go follow Jason at Jay Linick. Go follow Angela at Angela underscore Maria 95. Follow Jeffrey at Brueger570, Alex at Gibsy underscore 316, Sinner at Sind40, Jasmine at Reverse Animsage, Albert at 3D Dude Rules, Al Bizarro at Bizarro Will, Evan at Evan Bordner1, Braden at ND4Life12. The PTE Show at The PTE Show. Charlie at Taylor0286. Justin at Justin DeRosa316. Edward at The Eds, the underscore Edster. Allie at The Alicat1122. James at OKIDUKO. John at 
at John Griffin. Lynette Len Beebe. Beebe. Sorry if I mispronounced that. It's B-E-E-B-E. Um, go follow like Ron. Beebe or Beebe? It's B-E-E-B-E-E? No, B-E-E-B-E. That's Beebe? Beebe? Beebe, I think. Go follow him. Um, at Colts Metalhead, that's Ron. Also, at Violent Rick for Rick. Go follow Rohit RK at Rohit RK uh, Rohit C ah oh man Rohit RK at Rohit CR two K Larissa at WWE Selfie Girl. By the way, Larissa, I saw. I think that she had such a great idea. She was sitting in the front row. I didn't even mention this, and she was she had a front row seat. And whenever the action spilled by her, she would turn around and take a selfie, featuring like the action behind her. I thought that was genius. Uh, we actually did that at NYWC with Mikey Woodbrook. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm just sorry. kidding. Um, I didn't do it. You guys did it. Yeah, me and Chris did that. Uh, go follow. I did I it. Sorry to cut you off again. Tony Mama Luke and Mikey Woodbrook. Yeah, Mikey. I did it at uh, the Jets game with Larry David. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, go follow at Paul Vebury One. That's Canucks in wrestling. Go follow Moon, uh, at Moonsalt Music, at Virgil Khan, at John Underheil, um, who also sent us a picture of his son, uh, that we think is his son, uh, yeah, holding up a from, It's from months ago, isn't it? Yeah, from months ago, but Years even ago? still, it's so awesome to see someone holding up a marking out sign. Yeah. I completely love that. Yeah, uh, if you're going to go to an event, I mean, if you want to show some support, you could slap a marking out sign on their yeah, poster board. Yeah, we'll put you over huge on Twitter if you do. Um, Reese at Reese underscore new combi. President Bits at President Bits. And last but not least, at Kianze KTW4. Thank you very much, everyone, for following us, for promoting us, and putting us over on during Monday Night Raw and throughout the week of pro wrestling. We appreciate it so, so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, go follow. We, uh, it was Kyle, uh, Kyle Reynolds' birthday recently. You can see him in action at PWS taking on in tag team action with uh, Alex Reynolds, the tag team champions, taking on Lance Storm and Just Incredible coming up in September. Yeah, September 20th, the Impact players reuniting. Yeah, but more more importantly, they will be facing Kyle and Alex, uh, the current champions. But yeah, so I put out a little tweet seeing who, a um, little contest, the next person to follow will get promoted big time. That next person to follow was Perry the Entertainer. We mentioned him before in a show, but go follow Perry the Entertainer at the PTE show. You could also go follow, he does a review show of wrestling and sports. His review show, you could go on YouTube, youtube.com slash Perry the Entertainer. And then for his overall world of sports talk, you could go follow him, uh, go check him out, youtube.com slash the PTE Sports. Um, thank you very much for promoting us. Thank you for uh, following Kyle. He appreciates it as well. How do you know? I spoke to him. Uh, <laughs> oh. Also, go, <laughs> go, go follow. Uh, no, that's it. Um, also, um, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Why do you always do that? 
Because I, you just dumped me on my. But you just, you could go to another saying other than ah, baba booey, baba booey. I can't help it. Just go, just think of something else. Be like, nah, 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 nah. I can't find this now. So there goes you. You just blew me completely out Can of my you not game. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, you sicko. I know you didn't mean um, it like that, but. All right, here we go. Do they even have a date? Yeah. All right. August 10th. August 10th. August 10th. Tommy Dreamer and House of Hardcore. They'll be putting on the first ever House of Hardcore training seminar. It's going to be an all-day event for all up-and-coming wrestlers. Gives all these wrestlers a chance to be evaluated and critiqued by Tommy Dreamer and his House of Hardcore staff. Um, if you're a top prospect, if they like what you got, you can be chosen to get a full tuition scholarship to the House of Hardcore at, uh, Academy. It's all, all it costs if you're a pro wrestler is $100. That's it. If you're a wrestler, this may be a great shot for you. Yeah, it's Especially a with all that House of Hardcore is bringing in and doing. It's less than a month away, guys and girls. Yes. So Oops. you can. this is a great opportunity. August 10th, House of Hardcore. If you want to register, all you have to do is email school at houseofhardcore.net, not .com. <laughs> and also go visit them, houseofhardcore.net, not .com. And those are the shameless plugs. And Brandon, do you have any shoutouts? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shoutouts, waka waka. And the BTTG All Fisting No Fury Tour rolled on this week. And the first stop saw uh, Peter Frampton and the Doobie Brothers tag team in a concert there at Jones Beach. Uh, it was great to hear Frampton live, finally. And uh, the Doobie Brothers I saw two years ago, and they were great then, great now. Definitely, you told uh, me you weren't a fan of Frampton for that. Uh, oh, no, I didn't say I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, but, but a five-hour oh song. Oh, my goodness gracious. He played that song, uh, Do You Feel Like I Do? Or something uh, like that for 21 minutes long. I was like, what is going on right now? What is going on? What is the deal with this song? Uh, number two, James Taylor gets a second shout-out. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see him in concert, seriously, absolutely go see him. He puts on who'd such he, a good show. Who'd he show. ever be? So many people. David has no clue who James Taylor is, so if you know who James Taylor is... Uh, do your a, best, you can do your best impression. Just email us at Mark and No, Alex. leave One a comment two. making fun of David for not knowing who James Taylor is. Yeah, you can do that too. Uh, my last shout-out is an anti-shout-out. Woo! Which will be going to the rude lady on the train. She came into the car and rudely asked if there was a bathroom on this car. When uh, nobody replied, she's like, hello! As if everybody owed her the fucking world. It's like, just walk into the, the train and see if there's a bathroom. Like, how am I supposed to know? How are any of us supposed to know if there's uh, a bathroom on the car? Just walk your fat fucking ass over and open the door. You're not just Jeez, screaming some, us. Some asshole. people on the LIRR got the nerve. Yeah. And then she was, she came out of the bathroom. She was like, oh, oh, like, I don't need to hear you saying shit like that. Or Yeah, nobody cares about your story. Not your story, but her story. Right. Everyone creates their own story and starts to I, I think she just needed to shit really bad, so. 
Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, awkward silence. And there. that's how we should probably, that's probably a time that we close out, huh? Bam roasted yeah. again? No, it's our... <laughs> probably should have closed the show. Mark out moment of the week. That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Dave, obviously you have one. Do I have one? Do I? Yeah, you spoke about it on the beginning of the show almost. Yeah. Or the, uh, middle I, of the show. Yeah, I completely marked out for that sting. Um, yeah, Brandon may have been able to guess it, but I couldn't guess it for my life. Um, I just once I once they cut to the promo, it was all dark. But they once they hit that first chord on that violin, I knew exactly who it is. I I got chills. I I moved closer to my computer, and I it just grabbed me in and made me want to like I wanted to watch that over and over, which I did. I continued to I probably watched that promo. Four times that night, and then this morning before recording the podcast, I watched it three times, just because it. And I still got chills from watching it. So you were more excited watching this than you were eating a Cadbury Easter egg. Yeah, it's pretty accurate to say that. I was. I thought that the quality of the prom of the hype video was amazing. Which it was. I, I love that theme song. I've always been a fan of that theme song because I, I do like the sound of an orchestra, like the violin and everything, and it sounds perfect. I love the fact that they had all these um, these uh, people part of the orchestra turning around wearing the – I mean with the steam face paint on. Which to me was kind of like, oh, Kiss did it. Let's make – I don't know if, if that's what they were thinking. Like his, did it. yes. When they had they had their concerts, they used the Australian Symphony, I think. So uh-huh. I think that's what it was. And the whole symphony had their faces painted with. Kiss. That's interesting. I didn't know that, but that's it's such a cool concept. And I thought that overall that the video delivered, and it it was just exciting. It was awesome. It felt it just like it felt so good to watch something like that and not have any idea what is in store. And then once that payoff happens, it's just shocking. It was still a cool commercial. Yeah, very cool commercial. I mean, now, I mean, just being a fan for so long, it's kind of like surreal to see a Sting promo on WWE television. Yeah. It's just so surreal. And when you do see it, it's like, it's it's kind of like a dream come true because this is one of the dream matchups is Sting facing Undertaker, but also Sting in the WWE. Yeah, I mean, so I think that is awesome. But it was your markout moment. Yeah, what what was your markout moment? So last night I went to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, to see Queen with uh, Adam Lambert as their lead singer. Oh yeah, I didn't even talk to you about that yet. And it was pretty cool. I guess they, I mean, they closed the show. Uh, They did their encore song. They did uh, "We Will Rock You," which obviously, not obviously, but. When you listen to it, I guess maybe on the album that's how it works, but on the radio it goes right into "We Are the Champions." Yeah, really cool to hear "We Are the Champions" live, and I haven't heard it like. Played. Wait, did it? Did they go one into the other? Basically. Yeah, that I think that's how they do do that on the radio. Yeah, that's that, that. I know that's how they do it on the radio, but uh, it yeah. was cool. I haven't heard it like live played over a speaker since going to ROH to see uh, Kings of Wrestling. So. Yeah, I 
That's so cool. I actually am I'm jealous. How do how was Lambert? Really good. It sounded no not didn't sound like Freddie, but But it uh, sounded it sounded good though. It was good yeah, quality. Yeah, you know? definitely definitely a good choice. I, I thought since I think it was like two thousand nine when he was on American Idol and they, they did a whole thing together and it was like, wow, they need to do stuff more. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I mean, they've been rumored to be joining up for this tour for a long time, for maybe two years. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that Lambert was a great pick. The other pick that I would put in this role would be the lead singer of Fun. I think it's Fun because uh, there's yeah, a few... I, can, I hear the voice. I don't know if... That's the thing. You have the voice, but I think that Lambert has maybe a little bit lesser of a voice, but he has the showman aspect that... No, I don't think... no. His voice goes up high. Who? Uh, Adam Lambert. No, no, no. Does it? Yeah, like very high. Okay, I didn't know that. And uh, I mean, Queen. Queen used to t uh, tour with uh, Paul Fun Rogers. Hunter? No, oh. Paul Rogers. And Paul Rogers sounded, in my opinion, sounds so much like Freddie Mercury when he's singing Queen songs. So it's like. I mean, it would have been cool to see him perform with them, but but let's let's face it though, having Adam Lambert in that role definitely will bring in more of a crowd, though. No, not not necessarily though. I, I think if, that if you, I think that by putting Lambert in, you're also directing your directing Queen, like kind of like the resurrection, I guess, at a younger audience too, and more. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, Adam Lambert, you could have uh, Glee fans and everything. Yeah, like the and the American Idol fans and like kind of pop culture uh, fans. I think like a modern day era. I think you're gonna draw a lot more people as opposed to having the older person. You're gonna be drawing an older crowd. You won't be having these kids that are in high school, middle school, uh, seeing them unless you were brought up on that. Yeah. While it, having Adam Lambert in this, you're really inviting everyone. It was cool to uh, to hear Freddie Mercury sing live as well. Did they I do mean, a hologram? Really, no, it wasn't a hologram. It was on oh. the stage, though, on the screen, though. That's so cool. Yeah. I I, I wish I went to that concert. Yeah, and then James um, Storm went to that concert. James Storm. Yeah, I saw him tweeting last about night? it. Yeah, I saw him tweeting about it last night. What's he doing up in New York? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that was our show this week, marking out episode 180. 20 more. You could uh, follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Feel free to share your questions and comments. Uh, if you're a listener by now, you know that we read them and answer them on every single show. I say, you, I just, say become the show. Yeah, if you do decide to leave a comment or question... Please, I hope that you're listening to this to hear what our responses are. Um, you could, you feel free to tweet it to us, write it on our Facebook page, comment on the website, whichever one you choose. Just please do it. Yeah, uh, you could follow, find past episodes, markingout.com. You could uh, post us stuff on Facebook, facebook.com/slash markingout. Uh, we have a YouTube account. Hopefully, cooking with Brandon, still writing that script. It's difficult. Uh, if you would like to be a musical interlude or you have any friends that would like to be a musical interlude, please get in touch with us. Email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. And we, we wish, you wish you the the the, 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 the beast of luck in your best of luck in your
your future, future endeavors. endeavors have a great